This week's episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and you can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and get a free Star Wars item worth $20. Welcome to episode 236 of Vigigame Apocalypse. It's the third out of four spooktacular episodes that we're doing this month for October. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, who just sort of laughed. Uh, exclusive pre-order bonus, Chris Antista. <laughs> and? Resident Devil. Ah. That was my Twitter handle one year. And special guest, just canceled by EA, Henry Gilbert. Hello. <laughs> Not canceled. Fire. Transferred over to Montreal Fire. with my assets just an, kept Just on. an entire studio shut down. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh Resident boy. Evil was actually a pretty good I know, name. but I, I can't can, use it again. I, uh, costumes and Twitter names, I can't reuse. I can't. I don't have one yet, and I need one. What am I missing here? Well, what about Ruddident Devil? Oh, yeah, Ruddident. that's not bad. Ruddident, Ruddident Devil. <laughs> right now it's Dave Purple Rudd. monkey dishwasher. <laughs> I finally caved and just went with Reanimator Paras. <laughs> Reanimator Paras. Anybody yeah. help for little Christopher it over also, here? I mean, I don't, I don't have a spooky name Well, if it, it, su- I, I it sucks that Twitter doesn't keep a list of the names you've used before. Because, yeah. like, if I, if I could ask for, well, three things from Twitter. Uh, one, get rid of the Nazis. Yes. Two, give me 560 characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then, also be live journal. And everybody else, 40 characters. <laughs> yes. And then every and then let me know every single Halloween name of you so far, because I've forgotten them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just have a faint idea. What Whenever I see those 280 character tweets, I'm like, this is a wor- these are all the words in the word yeah. world. I can't read this. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. also the beginning of the end. Yeah. yeah. That's It's only cachet with short statements. I but, could read yeah. a 50 tweet long yeah. stream, but... If it was like 10, 280 yeah. character ones, I'm like, fuck this. And when a, a novel. And when a 280 person converses with a 140 person, it's like mm. the apes talking to humans. <laughs> it's like, it, it just seems weird. This conversation is odd. Well, we've got we've got a, a an exciting Halloween, Halloween episode planned. We do, uh, but we also have, most of us have played South Park the Fractured. Yeah. Yes. But whole. Yes. I put I a space in there. It's fucking fun. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad fun. you think so. Mm-hmm. Since uh, you know, as a Ubisoft employee, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say my company made that. Yeah, but it's still I don't know. Like it, we're in a time when like TV shows don't get games anymore, but when they do, they're really mm-hmm. special. Yeah, and I'm I'm super happy to see it out. Uh, I know Dan Amrick, our mm-hmm. friend, uh, Damrick is uh, a palette swap ninja fame. He's <laughs> he's on the community team for that, and yeah, uh, yeah he's he's happy to finally see it live and. Uh, you know, we can we can talk about it more now, and uh, it's it's exciting. It's you exciting can, kind you of can finally go back to watching the Cleveland Show. His one true passion, <laughs> <laughs> selling it out for South Park for the last two years. Where's my game? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the kind of voice only a white man can make. <laughs> Is that even still on? No, absolutely no. not. Like five years ago, it got canceled. Yeah, they did a joke on Family Guy making fun of him for having to come crawling back. It was actually, I'll give Family Guy a, a compliment. It was really funny. They tell him, like, who is your show for? A black pe- black people who've never met another black man before? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But you should watch the Orville. <laughs> Thanks to uh, number one Family Guy fan, Henry Gilbert. Yeah. Orville, by the way, 
unnecessarily good. Deceptively that's, good. Then that's the first time anything Seth MacFarlane has done live action that's actually good. You, you don't, you're not a Ringer fan, are you? Don't like Ted 2? <laughs> oh, the Ringer. <laughs> he did that? Yeah. Wait, the winner, sorry. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rob yes. Corddry short lived. Not the movie oh. about oh, Special was... Olympics. No, they, that, yes, that holds up very well. Yeah. <laughs> Infinite taste. Wasn't that the Fairley Brothers? Uh, no. With Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. but... I remember they had to make it with the special, or well, they didn't yeah. have to. They they made it with Special Olympics to kind of give them a cover of like, well, no, we made it with the Special Olympics. And they, they're in on the joke. The, yeah. What are we talking about yeah. here? Well, we're this week we're we're uh, breaking from form a little bit in that rather than just talk about like five different spooky games mm-hmm. and a spooky thing they did, we're just going to talk about a spooky series. And do that thing where we rank the five best entries. This and is the definitive list. Well, no other list on the internet counts. It's, this one it's does. sort of definitive in that I actually let everyone vote on it and weighted the votes. And the list that we came up with was pretty good. So I'm wow. like, I don't even have to tamper with this and tell <laughs> nice. them, like, oh, no, these are totally your votes. Which you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say if that were the case. But we'll jump into that right after this. This week's episode of VGA is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Glory be, a monthly box of geeky surprises that get delivered to your door. Each Geek Fuel mystery box contains six to eight items and a guaranteed $50 value. However, Geek Fuel boxes start for as low as 14 bucks. You never quite know what you're going to get, but it'll usually be something that brings a smile to your face. Previous Geek Fuel boxes have included Arkham Asylum stuff, Zelda, Halo, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Rick and Morty, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Pop, Nintendo, the list goes on and on, and this being October... Pretty sure this month is themed after Stranger Things and or Tales from the Crypt. It's a mystery. But you can try it for yourself, and you can get a free Star Wars item worth 20 bucks for your trouble just by going to geekfuel.com slash lasertime. And we're back to talk about, of course, our top five Resident Evil games. Resident Evil. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Gun Survivor, Chronicles, uh, no, wait, what was it? Deadly what was Silence. Ah, oh, yes. What are you torrenting? <laughs> Out- Outbreak, Volume what? 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. What was the, uh, yeah, oh, Outbreak, that's the one mm-hmm. I was thinking of. That's like, it's sort of like a, a multiplayer fantasy star online approach Did, to Resident Evil. There was Evil. a part of me that wanted to rank that number five in my list, because I'm like, wow. those were fun. They were? Yeah. Were they? Wait, it, which ones? Uh, I mean, it's the only place you'll yeah. have to fight a zombie elephant in the series. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather... No, those, those online ones... They're, I, they're I, fun I, for the time, I'll say. I would rather play one of the Wii shooting galleries. Yeah. Those, those were good for Those hours. are better games, yeah. Well, none of you voted for that. In fact, we, yeah. we all kept it in pretty much in the main series, except, Hank, you you did vote for Code Veronica, but you were the only one, so sorry. That's also didn't as make main series as the spinoffs get. Like They it just is. couldn't call it for yeah. They're like, we're not ready to call this for yet, but Code yeah. Veronica's for We don't want mm-hmm. 4 to be exclusive to Dreamcast. Yeah. That's a, the reason. It's an insanely interesting precursor to 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really Let's is. Let's play around with 3D. And I'm, I'm happy that it came along when it did. It mm-hmm. was pretty awesome, yeah. but it is not even number 5. Wow. What's going on? I arrived in town... And the whole place went Great. insane. The radio's out. You're a cop, right? Yeah. First day on the job. Great, huh? Name's Leon Kennedy. Nice to meet you. Ooh. Mine's Claire. Claire Redfield. I came to find my brother, Chris. Ooh, mm. set up. Is that one? For now we'll game? never meet again for another two hours. It's, no, it's two. It's yeah. Yeah. Should have known that, but like... This is my number two. 
Uh, one, and, one, two, and, and three on, flow together for me in a b- one. Before four, this was my favorite Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I played it the this, most out of any Resident Evil game. This yeah. was better than the f- Resident Evil original on PlayStation. Yeah. Like, there's definitely an improvement on it. I, it's it's gorgeous. It's more fun, or yeah. it's gorgeous for the prettier, more fun for the time, and uh, had a bigger sense of humor. I'd say. Yeah, and immensely replayable. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, zapping this, system. Depending on it. who you decided to play as, the protagonist would end up in two different spots, and yeah. you could play through. I'm going to play through this portion of the game as Leon, and this portion as Claire. Now I'm going to swap that over. Yeah. Whereas in the the first game, you could play either as Jill or as Chris, and like Jill yeah. was the easier experience, but it was yeah. it was They're all like 90% reshuffled. The same. Yeah, yeah. There was like the piano was the mm-hmm. one difference I can remember off the top of mm-hmm. my head where she can play it, he can't. Well, and she'd start with more ammo, yeah. better weapons, yeah. but the lock picking. But yeah. <laughs> we'll but, get to that. Uh, but yeah, the getting to play as them, and it was great. Uh, two different experiences, and also like tons of unlockables mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and I, you know, I look at it now as a game directed by Shinji Mikami, uh, who would go on to. Uh, sorry, no, no, uh, Hideki Kamiya. Uh, who had gone to create Bayonetta? And Ooh. I think like Ada Wong is su- like she's <laughs> she is of the same class yeah. of lady as Bayonetta. Yeah. She could easily Sorry fit a- about that. When I saw the uniform, I thought you were another zombie. Who are you, Ada Wong? And what are you doing here? I'm looking for some guy named Ben. He's one of those reporter types, always looking for a scoop. Uh, that that sound, by the way, is them walking around. Yeah. Every, every guy from all makes a, they, we're making popcorn in the every microphone. every cutscene takes place in a empty garage. Every yep. cutscene <laughs> takes place in first season Simpsons universe. Yep, but <laughs> every but, footstep must be known. But as you can hear, this is continuing the grand tradition that was established by the first game of very questionable voice acting. Who are you? What are you doing here? Hold your fire! I'm a human. I'm a human. The <laughs> shop owner. Yes, everybody loves the gun shop yeah. owner. It's sort of an iconic moment. What's going on in this town? Hold on. I don't have a clue. By the time I noticed something was wrong, <laughs> the entire city was infested with zombies. So he comes on, has like two sentences, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> then gets torn to bits. Is he the one who does darn thing? Why do you bite me? Or is that a... Eh, it doesn't no. really matter. I also, I, I compared to the first one, I really liked how bigger it felt. Yeah. Like, it, you aren't really free in all of Raccoon mm-hmm. City, but you definitely felt more open than you did in just a mansion. A mansion yeah. with lots of different places yeah. Yeah. to and go. You, but you, you start outside and run to the police station and like there's mm-hmm. a couple other outdoor yeah. parts. It just makes it feel and, bigger. Yeah, it, it feels like you're exploring a city. Like yeah. This was uh, as close as a lot of people had come to like open world yeah. at the time where it's like, yeah, this this feels like a real place mm-hmm. that I'm exploring and uh, it's, it's so much bigger and more open yeah. than the first game. And also, you have to take care of who... That little kid, Shelly. Sherry. Sherry. There's something out there. I don't know what it is, but I saw it. Much larger than any of those zombies. And it's coming after me. What was that? That's what I was (laughs) telling you about. It's here. Sherry, wait. Uh, She sounds the same age as Jill. Yeah, she does. 
Claire. Uh, Claire. Claire. Uh, by the way, Claire... I, I prefer Elsa, the uh, original female protagonist <laughs> of the game. Claire and Leon, uh, subtle, not-so-subtle reference to Romeo plus Juliet uh, with what? Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Uh, wow. That's, its official Holy title shit. is William Shakespeare's Romeo uh, yes. plus Juliet. I never realized I that. mean, they're super into... <laughs> they they love uh, the, those kids. Yeah. Uh, well, and like, I, Titanic mm-hmm. even more so. And I think... The first four Resident Evil games all had a guy with like the Leonardo DiCaprio like swept over uh, JTT haircut, and uh, Sherry would return in Resident Evil Six. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. as a all playable character. Up. Yeah, a grown ass lady. But, yeah. but but listening to these sound clips makes me realize like oh you use a lot of Canadian voice talent yeah. don't you? Because I keep hearing that out about. <laughs> I think Claire was on the big comfy couch. I remember ah. reading that in video game <laughs> magazines of the day. I I love seeing Claire and Leon team up again, but they didn't they. They didn't ever do it again in a game, which uh, they yeah. still haven't. They did do it in a movie, which I watched just because I like their appearance. Oh, the airport one, I Resident think? Evil Degeneration. That's oh. what I was looking up on my That's phone. That's almost Shawn Michaels oh, yeah. and Triple H. Degeneration, Resident <laughs> Evil! <laughs> yeah, they, they, it, is, it starts in an airport. It's, it's one of two CG... Yeah. Resident Evil films would feel like Capcom saying, we can make a better Resident Evil film and it's real. And It'll canon. just make way less money. Yeah, well, what they are really... And we'll really, make it a pre-order bonus. <laughs> they're just full, all cutscenes. It's yeah. just, what if we only made the cutscenes for a Resident Evil game? That's what it, they mm. work as. The thing that bothered me in it is they had, in Degeneration, that they had to make up another character in it, this woman, to be the love interest for Leon because they didn't want to pair Claire and Leon. Leon Dude. only has one love interest and it's Ada Wong. Yeah. Mm. She's the Catwoman to his Batman. Though, is he not ever, like, disgusted by the fact that she's always wearing the same clothes every single time? (laughs) Red dress again, Ada? That is kind of weird. Like, do you ever wash that? Or do you, like, have a closet full of That's like Borat, never been washed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this film, uh, he got with Angela Miller. And by got with, I mean... At the Made end, it, Hank. At the end of <laughs> did the, the whoopee. At the end of the film, he asks her on a date. And they yeah. fuck. That's all they did. Like that's as chaste as they wanted what to a, keep. What a even waste Leon. of the M rating. Yeah, this is a guy who could have slept with the president's daughter and, and turned turned it's it down. Pretty true. Uh, You'd have H- the Hank, first grandbaby. Hank, Hank brought this up, but there's a lot of cool like unlockable things in this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the sure. best tofu, tofu comes from tofu mm-hmm. hunk. Mm-hmm. And I think it, this is was the game where if you manage to get all the way to the um, all the way to the police station, I think with e- without either shooting a gun or using any health, like you get a bonus outfit right when you got to the police yeah. station, which Kamiya, was like cowboy outfit for Claire, which made no sense, but it was really cool. I think because Kamiya oh, yeah. is like he views himself as a high level player. He thinks like a high level player of like I wish I got a reward for playing this yeah. better than other people. Yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, the all the games had the A through S rank or what, whatever D through S ranking. For uh, how you did during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the two heroes had different weapons available to them. I think Claire had like that giant like grenade launcher crossbow, oh, yeah. which was yeah. kind of a cool thing to do. And what's the um? What was the major bow in this one? Who was the super? Uh, it was Mister X. Yeah, Sher- Sherry's dad, right? Sherry's oh, dad. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think Mister X was like the B plot uh, yeah. bad guy who was like a proto nemesis, and yeah, William and, Birkin yeah. was the big bad who like mutated himself. Uh, he was a scientist. Yeah, who was betrayed and killed by Umbrella? He was researching the G virus. He's who you shoot with a rocket launcher at the end. Though. Yes, okay. yes. 
But but again, it depends on who you're playing as no. at that moment. I think I, I can't remember if Mr. X gets rocket launchered or not. But he's still. But like, he's basically everybody just, gets rocket launchered. Yeah, in Mr. Evil. X is just a tyrant <laughs> in an overcoat. Uh, that's all you need to know. Um, but this game was kind of amazing. Like I think this was the first time that I remember thinking, like, okay, so there's a point in every horror game where you get to it and. Like, it just stops being scary, and you just start mowing your way through the bad guys. And for me, it was toward the end of the game where you're like, spoilers, uh, there's a nuke coming, and you're trying to get to this, like, uh, underground railway and flee the town uh, before it goes off. And you have to fight a bunch of naked-ass zombies on this platform. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not scared of these things at all. They're just a chore that I have to mow through right now. <laughs> Most Resident Evil games have kind of a turning point where they're like, we are bored with the zombies we've been showing you to this point. Time for mm-hmm. new zombies, and they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, these ones probably have dicks. <laughs> or they would if they weren't for the low poly count. <laughs> anyway. Number four. What was that thing? B.O.W. that scumbag Irving left behind to set us up. Considering what it did to Alpha Team, I think we're lucky to still be breathing. If only we could have gotten there sooner. If we had, we'd probably be dead too. What's this one? Is this Revelitons? Uh, nope. <laughs> this was one that uh, several of you voted on. Is this R.E. Make? Nope. Is it three? Nope. What the heck? Wait, nope. Chris. This is one I wouldn't put on the list at all if it were what, just five? up to me. Yes. Oh, oh no, five would totally be on my list. It was Resident Evil Five. No, I actually didn't think five would be here this early. I would. It, I would. It's 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 tough to defend. Mm-hmm. But as far as like just being a game, I yeah. played this through by myself with friends in yeah. the office with friends across the country. Yeah. Well, here's here's my thing with 5. Like I think it's a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good action game. I don't think it's a good horror game at all. No, yeah, that's not, it's not, at not all. scary. Mm-hmm. But in terms of pure action Lots like this daylight. is possibly Resident Evil at its best. But I, I have fondness for this game because of the time it came out and the time we all played it. And mm-hmm. and I was going to say that about Resident Evil 2 just being that that PlayStation era where every second game was 100% better than the previous one. That Tomb Raider 2, Twisted Metal 2, <laughs> fucking Tekken 2. Like, everything was such a drastic improvement. It yeah. seemed like nothing could go wrong. Mm-hmm. In this period, nobody had really... Like, I only Microsoft was embracing the two-player co-op online thing. And, and this is one of the first third-party games, yeah. I think, to do it really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ended up playing this a lot more than I played any other Resident Evil game because I could do it with friends. Yeah. And there that's was why interesting I, stuff That's why do. I didn't... Play it and didn't put it on the list, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's not what I consider a Resident Evil game. <laughs> like it's, I disagree. But I, I think you I, could say I, that I, for I, one of my other entries, and yeah. it's more Resident Evil than many Resident Evil. I just don't <laughs> like the idea of, especially if you're single player, like you have to mm-hmm. give commands mm-hmm. to your teammate, and and that there's literally a, never done it, Dave. And, no, I have done it. Yes. But but the mm-hmm. fact that there's always somebody around mm-hmm. that kind of cuts at what. Resident Evil is to me, which yeah. is being alone in a creepy place. Well, alone, you might say, in the dark. Yeah. Don't don't mention that because if I tell you, Alone in the Dark one through three are better than Resident Evil one through three. Oh I my mean, god, they're get definitely right out of town. The, the templates. <laughs> get yeah. right out of town. Uh, now that I like the corn ballness of five, yeah. I like that it's a giant dummy. Dude, this was all corn. Do you like yeah. this scene? And can you tell me what it is? Yeah. Punching a boulder. Punching a boulder. Everyone. Wow. 
I like that. Not Chris, even really till it falls on someone. It's just get it out of the way. Yeah. I like that Chris was like on HGH this entire game. <laughs> I like that he became a monster man. Right. Yeah. But I also and I I it was one of the first game that made I think people online realize like oh this this is an uncomfortable topic of race yeah. in the game. Like it hmm. is the first time people had. Those take. I remember it's the first I can remember. I remember when Nguy Kroll <laughs> wrote exactly the story, and just like, yeah. "Hey, this makes me uncomfortable." I was like, "Oh yeah, this." Is but, that was kind of my introduction maybe to the concept of colonialism. Maybe we shouldn't have made an enemy this. stage out of the extras in King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like, well, they they try to sort of put a lampshade on that in the game it's by just saying a different country. Well, no, it, that it's <laughs> you mean the guys that, that when you spears? get when you get to the village with the guys in the spears and the grass skirts Ooh, and the masks boy. that uh, you find like a journal by this kid and he's saying like uh, yeah, everybody's going crazy and they're like dressing up in their festival costumes. I don't understand why. Mm. Well, so it, it's like, oh, okay. It sure. was also going to be very loaded because first you had mainly you know the Japanese developers with what they think Africa is, then translated through an American hmm. lens of what they uh-huh. think Africa is, and it's just it gets really complicated. It's, and, it's and, not too different from what Bugs Bunny thinks Africa <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, but beyond that stuff, I think they did help a little bit by having his new co-op partner be a native yeah. of the area. I gave it a more. Was Shiva a native of the area? And eh, maybe I'm. I don't actually know where she's from. But what I will say is that I liked. My favorite part of the game is that Albert Wesker, finally, Albert Wesker from one, one, I forget three, but definitely four in Code Veronica, he's always hanging around like, I have a plan. Ooh, do I have a plan? You thought you killed me? I'm just popping up for a minute here, but I've got a plan. Boy, oh boy. (laughs) This was finally paid off. He's like, yeah, this is my plan. I'm conquering the world. And he almost does it. I like that Wesker... It really paid off what had been going Wesker for so long, and I hope he never comes back. He was good <laughs> until five, and five was a great farewell to Wesker. Like Seven that's minutes. that's what I well, like. You also find out a little bit about Wesker's origins with this one, and uh, spoilers if you want to skip ahead, uh, maybe twenty seconds. <laughs> Get out of town. The Wesker children were entrusted with endless potential. Of them, only one survived. You. Are you saying I was manufactured? <laughs> There's so much just like laconic drawling and oh, I, I had to look yeah. up. It's like, wait, was that Ian McDiarmid from the, <laughs> was that Emperor, Emperor Palpatine? Palpatine? Because it sounds just like <laughs> no, it's the it's the gecko, it's the Geico gecko. Really? Is it? No, not not Wesker. I'm talking about uh, yeah, the yeah. other guy, Oswald oh, Spencer, okay. who's talking. Like enormous. Uh, it's it like a British cold. It's you like me down. Young I, I am a. I'm aware this is hard to defend as a Resident Evil game, but in defending Resident Evil games, it's lovely to me to defend them for what they brought to gaming because they do. They are big enough series now to like literally usher in what we consider norms. And mm-hmm. co-op wasn't a fucking norm yet. It wasn't in like d- interesting mm-hmm. ways to keep going through. The story mode that didn't really happen, mm-hmm. and decent DLC wasn't really happening yes. just yet. One yeah. of my favorite parts of the game. Well, wait is, before you continue. Oh. I want to play the bookmark to that last scene. Ironic, bookend, isn't it? For one who has the right to be a god to face his own mortality, the right to be a god. 
that right is now mine. I'm taking it <laughs> out of your chest, which no. I just pushed my hand through. Now, Mr. Redfield, I expect you to die. <laughs> no, this is the first time it hit me like, oh yeah, Wesker is Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner. Wow, ah. Roy Batty. He is yes. Roy Batty so much. Like he's, He looks the same. Mm-hmm. He is a creative creature who kills his masters then wants to kill everybody else. But anyway, uh, one of my favorite bits in it is like the little challenges within it, especially when Wesker's like... You have five minutes or ten minutes. Seven to, minutes. Seven minutes, yeah. Seven Let's minutes have that fight. Have. Seven <laughs> minutes. And if you do enough damage, you well, you get an achievement for one thing, which is why I did it. But it was also just... Uh, and, and then facing the woman who is so obviously Jill. I remember when our friend of the show, uh, Scott Butterworth, was reviewing it for P-Tom. And I said, like, well, okay, but Jill's not dead, right? And he's like, well, uh, you know... <laughs> you don't uh, want to know this, man. It's a mystery. Well... Glad you could make it. Up here, you two. Stella, where's Jill? Jill, Jill, Jill. You're like a broken record, you know that? Just as single-minded as he said. But Jill, like, Jill dies in the most video gamey way possible. <laughs> like, oh, she fell into nothingness with that <laughs> She fell out of a window. Yeah. Off a cliff <laughs> and off disappeared. Cliff. Which, oh. you know, everybody knows does not kill anybody ever. <laughs> yeah. Except in real life. Mm-hmm. All yeah, the time. The only ne- thing that bugged me as a Resident Evil fan about the game was that I felt that it should have been Jill and Chris who did the coup de gras rocket launcher to kill Wesker. Mm. But because it had to be both the playable characters in it, it was Shiva and Chris who mm. shoot the rocket. I just I felt like Jill earned the right to yeah. kill Wesker. There. That was kind of a really silly moment, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. we're both shooting rockets at the same time that we'll then, like, arc around each other <laughs> and form this has, uh, has Shiva made a second perfect projectile. No. No. I think another multiplayer game she has. Mm-hmm. She's probably been an unlockable mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Maybe in the Mercenaries or something. But, uh, oh yeah, though, that's no more silly than the annoying New York guy who <laughs> turns into a giant monster on a boat and like screams at you. What's that dude's name? He's so annoying. More annoying than Steve in Code Veronica. Excellent. No, yeah. Steve's the worst. <laughs> Steve, Steve really I mean, I know which one. These are mean. my guns. I'm yeah. not helping you. These are my guns. <laughs> You're my gold guns. You're my gun gang. But I need to unlock this door. You're my guns. Maybe if you get me different guns, trade them with the guns. Sorry. That is Japanese view of Americans in a nutshell. My guns. My guns. Oh, all right. I think we're ready to move on to number three. Hey, Whisker, where's Chris? Jill, no. You don't want to go back out there. But we've got to find... What was that? Chris? No. Jill, go and investigate. I'm going with her. Chris and I go back a long way. Uh, Most scared team member, go investigate that gunshot. Yeah. So it's, this remake or yep. yes, yeah. remake. Because those are like classic lines that are just slightly different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't they're, open that door. Yeah, the and remake. this is our old partner. You know, the remake of the first uh, Resident Evil, and and yes, this changed a lot of uh, classic lines. Classic lines, unfortunately, not always to the better. For example, uh, remember this wonderful original. This mansion is gigantic. <laughs> We could get into trouble if we get lost. We should start from the first floor, okay? And, Jill, here's a lockpick. 
It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Yeah. The master hmm. of unlocking. Everybody loves the master of unlocking. So when it came time to remake this, what did they do? <sighs> this mansion is gigantic. We could easily get lost. Let's start from the first floor. Okay. Oh, I almost forgot. It's a lockpick. You'd make better use of it. Oh, That's it. They it up. I know it's been an yep. achievement in later games, and mm-hmm. a lot, even non-Resident Evil. And games. she went yeah. to grad school for unlocking. So <laughs> please call her. And the some, of the, some of the uh, more please egregious doctor <laughs> Some of the sillier lines from the first game do get referenced in later games, mm-hmm. like in Revelations. Oh, like yeah. there's a bit where Claire says, "Like I was almost a Claire sandwich," and Barry's daughter's like, "Did Dad tell everyone that story?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sandwich line, I believe, in in remake was changed to. You were almost thin enough for us to put in a sandwich. Ah, Which is way Way funnier. Yeah. (laughs) Way funnier. That just makes it better. See, the room lowering would have flattened you, and you would be flat like a slice of meat and or cheese. The rest of the level explaining that joke. That's what a character should have to do. But but as a GameCube true believer, I loved this game. I was like, well, I don't care about this Xbox or the PlayStation 2. They don't have a Resident Evil game that looks this pretty. And it did look really yeah. gorgeous at the time. It still does. Yeah. It looked gorgeous enough to be called Resident Evil. I had to put that in there somewhere. What was that yeah. from a Sanic video? <laughs> it's been I, I tried to find well, a good it, sample on YouTube like, and they're all that bad. I remember playing the first Resident Evil and cringing cringing over the cutscenes and didn't really play it until the director's cut anyway. Mm-hmm. Or they were just as bad. They were, but they were they were at least consistent mm-hmm. <laughs> and not FMV sequences with oh, a very yeah, short-lived yeah, yeah. period. Yes. Although that, that FMV mm-hmm. of the opening mm-hmm. did make it into the director's cut, mm-hmm. but, like, where it's all weird and black and white yeah. in the American they, release for some reason. I remember they said, like, oh, director's cut, we're putting in the smoking scene because, like, Chris smokes in the intro in the huh. Japanese version. He doesn't in the American version, and when they had the director's cut, they said they were going to put that in. They didn't. Mm. Well, I just, I just like that. I think, and I'm, I, I have an unpopular opinion. Mm. I don't think the first three games hold up very well. And I know a bunch of people champion them. I will never ever go back and play these games again. Mm. There, I, I just won't. But except for maybe this. Yeah, I think this is is just. It, I think this is what a remake should be. Yeah, it, it's a, just a fantastic reimagining that preserves the spirit of the original while. Adding a bunch of interesting things like the the Lisa Trevor plot line that there's like a test subject who's this weird mutant who with like tentacle head who uh, just pops up occasionally throughout the the storyline like a like the nemesis or something. Uh, if you kill a zombie and do not destroy oh, its head or set it on fire, uh, it will. It might come back later when you re-enter the room as a crimson head. Yeah. <laughs> And crimson heads will make that sound. They will relentlessly chase you, running. They will cut down any zombies between them and you. And they can come through doors, apparently. Oh, or at I least lo- the bang first time a door exploded in the game, I was like, wait, no, that's you're, you're cheating. <laughs> I love I love that yeah. moment. It made it took you it it kind of did this thing that you see in horror film remakes where they're like, well, this is a famous scare, but yeah. we're going to tweak it just a little yeah. bit. Like, the dog doesn't bust through the window when it did before. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I guess that dog's not coming. Then the second time you yeah. walk by, crash the dog! Mm-hmm. They can't do it the same way and still scare you. Nope. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing, if I can have a little throwback to last week's episode, we talked about Sweet Home, mm-hmm. which was like the Japan-only uh, prototype for Resident Evil for the NES. Movie most of you never saw. Yep, which is on YouTube mm-hmm. again and is kind of funny, worth watching, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sweet Home had 
door opening sequences, which again sounded like this. This first person view of a door as it creaks open. Uh, Resident Evil and, of course, Remake kept that. Uh, it sounded a bit better, though. Ooh. That but, is better. But yeah, it was really effective at building tension where yes. you'd like get to the end of a room and then be confronted with this first person door and it would swing open and you would just walk into darkness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there would you, it would swing open, there would be a zombie on the other side and yeah. then you'd have to contend with it. And like, it's like... I mean, just in general, in the first, uh, like, three games, or I don't know, I think Code Veronica did it as well, but, like, a clever way to just mask low times, where I never yeah. I never was, like, walking upstairs or opening a door and being like, come on, move it along. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. It completely it just, hid them. This door opens a little slower than other doors, but I guess it's just uh-huh. a freaky door. <laughs> I just, I'm spending a long time just staring at this door for some reason, <laughs> but now it's open. Good. Yeah. Uh, I also liked in Remake the addition of those like self-defense knives. Yeah. Like Those would give you yeah. an extra chance. And, and the, I don't know uh, you. the taser battery. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it had, it had tons of cool extras in the... Yeah, the graphical improvements really held up when you got yeah. to see the remake HDify. Yeah. Like they, it they was a really the, good I, I HD trick. If you're asking where to get in the series and want to start at the beginning, I would always say RE Remake. Yeah. And it was released again on PC, and I think... PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, yep. and it, it's it's a good way to enter the series to see, like, both a more playable yeah. way and a, and a scarier game. It is a scarier game. Like, was this... This remake, when it was remade again... Mm-hmm. It was remastered. That, okay, because wasn't more work put into that than the... Because they also did Resident Evil Zero on PS4 yes, and Xbox did. One. Yeah. But I don't know what upgrades they did Which, to that. Well, that was right. a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Resident uh, Evil Zero? Yeah. Yes. Really? Well, no, no, no. It was, it it was, was on, on GameCube. GameCube but it, it, was, game. it was a prequel to remake specifically. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. they made Zero because they had the remake engine. They're like, well, we yeah. should do another thing set in most of the same places. I think, I think most of the, the upgrades were probably just like this looks good in 1080p now and mm-hmm. it's on systems other than the GameCube <laughs> no, which it wasn't that's for a while. really interesting that it looks better up res than the first three like mm-hmm. put together. No, I, but but it, it, just, it is still a scary game. I can go to bat for five all day and yeah. none of that has to do with it being scary yeah. or effective. And again, Remake preserved the originals thing where like you play as Jill, you get one experience. You play as Chris, you get another experience and you meet different characters. This room is equipped with all sorts of medical supplies. I could pretty much treat any wound. Want me to treat your wounds? Yeah, would you? Rebecca! Want me to treat your wounds? Mr. President. Can't heal his heart, though. His his (laughs) heart of a soldier. She doesn't show up at all in the the Jill version, right? Which means she died? Well, either she died or she was evacuated separately, although she is the main character in Resident Evil Zero. She, like, teams up with a convict. Criminal boy. Mm Mm-hmm. In a train at the very start. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, like, handcuffed together? No, they just have to be in the scene. Yeah, I mean, scene. I, I would forget. imagine canonically, like, all the characters who could survive did survive, because yeah. then they can use them later, but I don't think we've seen Rebecca Chambers in anything mm-hmm. since then. I might be wrong. There are, there are several offs- offshoots of this series that I haven't really played. I'm going to look this up. All right, you do that, and we'll go on to... Number two. Ethan. You were right. I did lie to you. I shouldn't have. All I can say is that if you get this, stay away. Hmm. 
That sounds very first person y. Sounds very it's modern. Very first person, <laughs> like, yes. It, so the, modern the it might have come out this year. It didn't make me cringe. <laughs> uh, huh. Well, how about this dialogue? Hit Boy's got to eat. He got to have his supper. Come here, boy. Let's do it. Shit, oh shit, oh shit, he's not eating it, Jack! He's not eating it! Shut the hell up, Marguerite! I'll that for him! Get the hell out of here! You're a son of a bitch! Oh, I can't believe it, you son of a bitch! He's not eating it! He's not eating it! This was supposed to be a very special feast. I do. Uh, I really love this. I love this game. So this is one of my favorites of this year. This is Resident Evil Seven. I haven't even I finished play it. So I know only only it, Chris I know. and I have played yeah. this. You guys really should because I, here's the thing that it's, no, it's coming after Nier and yeah. Mar- Mario. Like if, I think a lot of people played the opening hour uh, mm-hmm. demo and thought like. This is a game like Outlast or something. This is not for me. This is not what I want from Resident Evil. It had that very short experience kind of feel to it for the yeah. beginning. But it was also, you were defenseless. It was mostly yeah. focused on puzzle solving and being scared in dark places. And the rest of the game, I will say right now, is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. everything you would expect from like a classic Resident Evil game. It is basically a remake style game in first person. Yeah. With uh, a, a big focus on puzzle solving and a lot of scares in very claustrophobic places. Yeah. And because you're in first person, it feels much closer and you feel a, strangely more vulnerable than you would yeah. controlling a character. Mm-hmm. But it does definitely... Like, we streamed it around the launch. Was that like in January? Yeah, January. Yeah, that's a Capcom special yeah. to put out a, but the, a good game in January. The gold edition is coming but, out in uh, December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for game two. But, uh, and I think the, the one-year exclusivity is almost up on mm-hmm. VR. So oh. if you got it on PC, yeah, but I, like I, I know fans and non-fans alike can yeah. agree that RE6 went off the rails. Your yes. complaints about five, yeah. they tripled yeah. down it, on it, them in six. It tried to be like every Resident Evil game in one package. Like Resident oh, Evil Six was yeah. three games. It was like, like do that's you, what. Yeah. Do you want and, the co-op? Because well, we got that four yeah. games, and I think the oh, the yeah, secret Ada, fourth game yeah. was the best. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought like getting to play Ada's campaign mm-hmm. justifies the other three. Yeah. Like I remember that good. I just remember it being pitched like, "Oh, well, if you play as Leon, it's more of a Resident Evil Four experience. Mm-hmm. If you play as Jake and the other one, that's like an Uncharted experience." And then there's the clearly long for this world. And then there's like the other <laughs> one, which is more of the Resident Evil Five co-op experience. I, I like, would, uh, I would still say it was all it was focused in all the wrong directions, yeah, trying mm-hmm, to yeah. trying to check every box to please everybody who's ever touched this game. Yeah. Whereas Seven was like, "Fuck everything you thought yeah. about this series. <laughs> we are a, we've decided we're a mm-hmm. horror game," mm-hmm. and they. They did take modern, like modern games like Amnesia mm-hmm. and Outlast. They did look to those games to make an effective horror game. They did, but at the same time, you are able to fight back. No, but it's, it's, it's still a triple A game, and it's it's bigger and better than those in a lot of respects. Yeah. Well, but but the the uh, the ability to like just throw out your previous idea and this train of thought you were going on and go back to your roots is not a luxury that most game publishers get yeah. let alone do successfully well, and they wouldn't number it usually either mm-hmm. like a game like this could have easily been called like resident evil scary house or <laughs> resident evil origins or unleashed uh-huh. that they would have to call a resident evil game scary house at this point you're 
You're mm. right, yeah. but it, it was always a better residence, and most of it is set yeah. here. I love Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. I, I love that that house still has, and it takes you a little while to get there, but mm-hmm. you still have the insane puzzles that are like, yeah. why is this in this place? <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, and and again, they kind of like you find like a bill for like, oh, here's here's what the contractor charged for installing that ridiculous shadow <laughs> puzzle. Why don't you watch a VHS tape? He'll give you a bill. Yeah, but yeah, the the interactive VHS mm-hmm. tapes where you, you watch a tape and then you're ta- you're playing as that character. Oh. Um, the, a lo-fi animus. The enemies, while you can fight them, like it's it's they're they're kind of two different kinds of enemies. You will fight just like random monsters mm-hmm. that you can you know you get swarmed and you have to blow their heads off, whatever. But the best encounters in this game come from the family, the uh, the bakers, mm-hmm. and th- the bakers give you like these very sort of intimate, close quarters, uh, you know, sort of battle of will encounters and they regenerate constantly which means you can get stuff like spoiler when you beat jack the patriarch in the garage in like the game's first boss fight which is amazing by the way and he ends it by grabbing you shoving a gun in his own mouth and saying this do i have your attention boy you're about to see some wonderful fuck Blows his own head off. You're like, what the fuck was that about? And then, of course, comes back later, just like everyone else uh, in this family. And it is interesting that, like, part of what makes these characters compelling is that not only do they have personality, do they they constantly taunt you, but they kind of seem to want you to put up a good fight against them. Uh, such as in my favorite scene in the game, where uh, Jack, the you know, again the father, he throws you down into this little meat locker style room and you have a chainsaw duel. (laughs) (laughs) You grab the chainsaw and rev it up. He's like, yeah, that's the ticket. Let's go. (laughs) I I just really like this game. And I I didn't think the series would... I didn't think the series would come back as a horror game. I really didn't. Especially after 5 and Mm 6. Where it was obsessed with its own lore and characters, and this just didn't seem to give that much no. fuck about it. Well, it kind of needed they do, yeah. It, it needed to reinvent everything, but at the same time, it did work in a lot of the lore and yeah. characters. But since you're experiencing it as someone who's not familiar with it, like yeah. a lot of this stuff is new. Yeah, so, and, and just we grew up like Resident Evil isn't the first survival horror game by any stretch of the imagination. It borrows every game in the series is borrowed from another franchise or something else that was popular. Um, Lost my train. <laughs> well, but they've well, all borrowed something. But uh, but just I don't know. Uh, yeah, I lost it. I mean, this and I'm assuming what will be next. They're both um, they're both proof that Resident Evil knows when to reinvent itself. Oh yeah, like, sorry, but we grew yes that we grew up in a because of Resident Evil we grew up in a glut of horror games. Yeah, a bunch mm-hmm. of Me Too games that are all some yeah. of them pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie shooter game was yeah. a huge genre at one point. Yeah. What the fuck? Shout, one shout out to Elbleed, by the What does your your triple A horror landscape look like in 2017? This, <laughs> this, this <laughs> only this. Evil Within, uh, Until Dawn, and maybe Outlast. If you want to consider all those refinements, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider like Friday the Thirteenth or Dead by Daylight necessarily. They're not triple uh, yeah. no, they all, but they're not the same. They're stars. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that Capcom decided they still cared about offering that experience in a world that wasn't begging for horror games, mm-hmm. and then showed the world why it needed one. Well, Neat. after 
the bloat and also the lore, the too much lore of, of Six, Awful. they needed such a break. They're like, yeah. we can't deal with any of this lore. Nobody... Even people who played every Resident Evil game doesn't remember all this stuff. Oh, yeah. it's Even all the people who pay to see the movies know the lore is terrible. <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, just it, watching you play that months mm-hmm. ago, I'm like, all right. So they finally put the puzzles back in. When's, mm-hmm. When are they talking about the viruses? When are they going to have Wesker or mm-hmm. some like mention of somebody show up? Who cares? Listen to this creepy lady. Oh man, Paula Dean, like the bus driver from South Park. Wait, yeah. <laughs> That's better. Oh God, no, I can't unhear that. Oh my that. God, I, I does she show up in the fractured butthole? Like, is she too she obscure? She murdered many episodes. She oh, yeah. committed suicide. Please, oh, no, she was killed by the committed suicide. No, she was killed by the left hand killer. She was. A- oh, oh yeah. in the show. Sorry, yeah. I meant the voice actress. No. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! I didn't no. even know that. God damn, uh, I was not bringing that up. I'm just stating facts here, people. Yeah, <laughs> true facts stated. Tell it to true. God. You're just uh, asking questions. I did like that they called this one Resident Evil 7 Biohazard or Biohazard 7 Resident mm-hmm. Evil also. As mm-hmm. as uh, Brett joked with us on the E3 stream when he could mm-hmm. talk about it he, uh, during its reveal, he was like, yeah, this is the only time he can do this. Like yeah. the next one, if they do Resident Evil Eight, they can't call it Resident Evil Eight Biohazard. Yeah. Like, so, and it was also that you could fit. I remember you could fit both VII and the number seven in in the title. The seven goes in the Z and has. Oh, that's why. Yes, it does. And however big you think Resident Evil is over here, it is way bigger in Japan. Mm. I find it incredibly strange. Mm. Like it, because I feel like I was sleeping, and this became like yeah. one of the biggest franchises in the yeah. entire well, media. I think it became one of the biggest in part because yeah. of the movies. Yeah. yeah. The movie the movies and, and five. Five sold oh, yeah. unimaginably well. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and just as follow up guys, Rebecca did not appear in any game other than she appeared in Umbrella Chronicles, which just really retold yeah. her scenes. Mm-hmm. But she did just appear in the twenty seventeen CG <gasps> uh Resident Evil film alongside Chris and Leo. Are you recommending that movie? <laughs> uh, I'd watch it before the this year's live action action Resident Evil yeah. film, <laughs> but I pro- I wouldn't spend my time on either, honestly. I'm predicting... Which is already outgrossed Blade Runner. I'm predicting... Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I predicting... They, did they call it the final chapter? They did, but it's like, no, you're and not. And it's like, this is going to no, be the first won't. time since, like, 80s horror movies where you're lying. Yeah. Where, like, Sony's like, please, let's do <laughs> yeah, this again. I remember when, like, Friday the 13th... This is the, the last 13th, chapter what? because Mila Jovovich won't come chapter? back again. Uh, four was the final chapter. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Freddy was dead in the sixth one. ElmStreetNightmare.com. Yeah. Speaking of four and final chapters, let's Uh-oh. move on Uh-oh. to our Uh-oh. incredibly predictable. Came here looking for this girl. Seen her? What, are you supposed to be a cop or something? Nah, you don't look the type. Uh, nah. You see that how that's a nice little bookend with uh, Claire and Leon's first yeah, meeting? Yeah, that's true. Oh. Like, what are you, a cop? <laughs> no one believes it. I mean, everybody knows what this is. We mm. haven't mentioned it yet. At it is, of course, Resident Evil 4. GameCube exclusive for we a while. Waggle edition. These titles became increasingly difficult to take seriously. <laughs> I love that Capcom will almost never get rid of, like, yeah, it's an attract mode. Make yeah. sure everyone hears. The, gotta say the title. Uh-huh. Yeah, when you, crazy. when you insert your coin. Yes. Yeah. On the rare occasion where you, when you play a game and they don't say 
either the title at all or, mm-hmm. or the full title. It's a little bit disappointing. Like I, I want to hear you say Revelations two, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, but I, I don't know what what else can we say about this game? I mean that it. I mean it. It reinvented the series for the first time. For the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Code Veronica. It was all right at the time, but like another game like that would probably have sank the Co- series. Code, maybe, but it was a big step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking at the time like Code Veronica's. Perfectly good. We don't need a reinvention. Why isn't this RE4? Well, yeah. it, like two, it got like it got retooled a bunch of times. Like there's a couple oh, different. Four yeah. had like three games. Yeah, one like... of them turned into Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they, then the hand. other one was more of like the they they had an original trailer that they barely have like as a plot line in fighting... it him getting dark blood. Yeah, like... and it's like fighting ghosts on an airship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they dumped that, and then uh, Shinji Mikami kind of refocused the series into what it would be. And 4 is just an amazing adventure yeah, that, like, yeah. it's still one of the best shooters ever, and, I'd yeah. say. And one of its best scenes, uh, still unforgettable, happens in the early moments of the game. Why these people? Chainsaw. <laughs> Michael, uh, what were they saying? Every line there. Are those accurate <laughs> Spanish accents? Those aren't, that isn't um, the Mexican accent. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember them. I Prepare had remembered them being, them, yeah, <laughs> uh, being accurate Spanish accents and then listening to them again. They don't do the Castilian lisp. They yeah, say all the. Say, it needs to be a little lispier. Yeah, yeah. All, all the Spanish. C's and Z's are, are pronounced like S instead was that, was that, of. The, the, the accent that was done to please a, a mad king with a speech impediment? No, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> okay. I just like, uh, one of my favorite things in uh, on Lucha Underground mm-hmm. is that the, the main villain on it, El Jefe, yeah. is uh, he is Spanish and he constantly is oh. condescending to, like, yeah, I am from Spain and rich, you Mexicans know nothing. <laughs> like, it's so, but, uh, I really hope that show comes back for the, the only the uh, I'm from Spain <laughs> and my country's in a state of weird depression right now. <laughs> uh, the the only thing that makes this one hard to come back to is just that, like, Gears and Dead Space really matured its yeah. shooting yes. style. That uh-huh. now going back to play, you're like, oh, I gotta plant my feet in the ground and shoot. Yeah, all right, but what yeah. I, I applaud I can't move and shoot. Yeah. What I applaud Capcom for is is feeling the need for a well controlled third person shooter. Which and we were talking was about un- not really done that well it, it, at the time. It, it, at least it's, if you have never played it before and load up even the remastered version, you might not know that because you can't really move when yeah. you're shooting. But mm-hmm. but like. I think of games like Blue Stinger, third-person mm. horror games, and it's an abomination. Yeah, mm. it is an abomination. It's, it's it, why there'll never be a PlayStation Classic because, like, so many of those games have arcade control schemes that don't work yeah. anymore. And this is a bit outdated, mm-hmm. like especially the standing still while shooting. Only the still, controls. It's still like manageable because mm-hmm. we yeah. we did a full playthrough of the game on yeah. our our YouTube. And it's, Watch it right now. Yeah. And the big bass playthrough. We keep a big bass in the, the yes. the whole time. It's still a lot of I, fun. I really thought it was going to change the ending for some reason. But did anybody else do the stupid thing I did where, like, the first time you saw Dr. Salvador, you just assumed that the chainsaw would do damage? And so you're like, okay, I guess I can't escape this head. I'll just let him hit me. And then, fuck, he sawed my head off. <laughs> yeah. The work they put into all those animations. Yeah. And I also did love in the game that it added in the uh, the the QTEs. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 two Resident Evil didn't create QTEs for yeah. it. But just, like, you're in the middle of uh, having an argument with the scarred mm. dude, whatever yeah. his name Hauser? is. Hauser? 
Krauser. 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 Yeah. And then he just throws a knife at you. And the first time I was like, oh, I'm dead. He threw a knife while <laughs> we yeah, were having yeah, this cutscene. Yeah. I and thought yeah. you, were, you yeah. didn't think you'd have to do anything. And there's yep. that, that cutscene where you run away from the rock that Chris would later beat up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're talking about me. Well, and if Leon's not <laughs> tough enough to beat up a rock no. like Chris is. Uh, and, of course, you, you've got the cutscenes with this guy. Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> Still alive, I see. So, do you like my garden? I see you've managed to work in a little of your twisted taste here, too. <laughs> Sagacious as I am, even I get lost here sometimes. That's so- Jeff Sessions, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I do like that this game kind of stole the codec conversations from Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And it, in this is kind one more blatantly. game that makes me realize, like... This is basically, like, codecs were a way of adapting the visual novel-style conversation of, like, two character portraits talking to mm-hmm. each other uh, in a way that would be palatable to Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so we can accept this conceit. I mm-hmm. can't accept that these characters would just have portraits Make me read. with text. Yeah. <laughs> I won't read, but I will think that every all action can stop yeah. for uh, two minutes while people talk. Mm-hmm. I think, too, that even though the, the tone shifts wildly in four, that it still all hangs together. Like, it's a real... It's almost like a Black Hawk Down opening of him being stranded in the town and having mm-hmm. to kind of shoot his way out of it. It feels real gritty. Then <laughs> then a white wolf saves you from a giant yep. monster. And because you only saved if it you release it from the trap. If you don't yeah, release yeah. it, it won't show up. Well, and then you fight, and then you fight a giant robot of a little person. Yeah, and then yep. you're in a castle for a while too. And you have a boat fight against a giant, <laughs> and, and you have to protect this lady, Ashley. Don't come. Oops, hey, take it easy. No, get away. Calm down. Everything's going to be just fine. My name's Leon. I'm under the president's order to rescue you. What? My father? That's right. And I have to get you out of here. Now come with me. Ah, that's the whole plot of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I, I guess I'm slightly hypocritical not liking Five, despite the fact that you're with Ashley for so long. But I like that it's kind of a like protection element where yeah. you have to like know where she is at all times. Give her, tell her to stay in a place if it's a uh, like good for you. Mm-hmm. And if someone captures her, you got to prioritize that the guy that just captured her until she reached until they reach the door, which is also like the Resident Evil door thing where it's like. How come right just because they went through that door, it's all over? Like, I'm at that door right there, and she's dead for some reason. And there are bits where you're playing as Ashley, and it's pure mm-hmm. stealth. And, like, I, I can look back on this as, like, this is sort of a product of its time yeah. when Metal Gear was probably at the height of its popularity. So every other major franchise was like, we got to get this stealth in here. This stealth stuff is hot. So you saw it in The Wind Waker. Uh, you saw it in this. You saw it in the Getaway Black Monday, <laughs> where you had to play as this 14-year-old uh, girl who didn't have guns. The Splinter Cell series is created on the act of stealth, yeah, mm-hmm. which I think people don't like that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's also not necessarily pure stealth. Like, mm-hmm. you can fight your way out of a situation yeah. in Splinter Cell, whereas this, it's like, oh, you're caught, you're dead. Mm-hmm. It's over. The end. Yeah, I... Uh, who are the the guys you shoot the at the bell so they get distracted the blind enemies? Or oh, yeah. oh yeah, the, with the, spike, um, with the 
Claw hands. All I think of or something. See, I just think of the Gears of War enemies that just rip them off. So Mm. I I mean, Gears of War ripped a lot of this off. Yeah, no, (laughs) yeah, but that's that's uh, honestly like uh, Cliffy B was like, yeah, I love Resident Evil, but that's the beauty of it. If at at worst, it's the part of the series that jumps the horror shark. Where uh, Mm. we're less concerned about being a horror game, it's still I feel scary enough. Like going into it, like that first house you're in, where it's like, can I talk to you? You look normal. Holy shit! No, you're a creepy, it's, fast zombie. It's a great setting. It's a yeah. great setting, and it's mm-hmm. it's unspooled very well. But I, I, I still think it's you know that's one of the dated oh, yeah. things about it. It doesn't look that scary visually mm-hmm. anymore, despite yeah. the uprising. But it, you would to... not have all these great third person games. Like literally, you think of like GTA and Saints mm-hmm. Row. Those are third person games that Resident Evil helped pioneer that mm-hmm. into a triple-A mainstream format. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say the horror gets dropped about a third of the way into the game, but yeah. I also, I got really scared at the in first playthrough during the uh, the defend the house thing. They, oh, just, yeah. they keep coming through oh, the yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucked. Like, oh. And you have to keep, like, you have the option of, like, I'm going to push this bookshelf in front of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you push uh, the ladder out of the window. You mm-hmm. felt like you had choices. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great game. There's a reason it's been re-released on every console, like yeah. almost almost as much as Sonic Two at this point. It's very is it, close. Is it on phones? I, it was I, on iPad. Oh, okay. Sure. Well, yeah, that right. totally counts for sure. All right, then. the least intuitive way to play it's been it. on everything. <laughs> By the way, so totals Blade Runner 2049 domestically has got. Resident Evil Final Chapter beat. It's made $67 million. In America, Resident Evil Final Chapter made $27 million. Uh, yeah, but that, uh, they make but somebody else. China don't want your talkie movies. <laughs> but internationally, $285 million is what Resident Evil Final Chapter made Fuck. versus... The, the totals are 312 million versus 157. So basically, Resident Evil Final Chapter made double what yeah. Br- Blade Runner 2049 made. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's sad. Uh, anyway, that's probably as good as point as any to take a break. Uh, so we're going to do that. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some South Park, the Fractured Butt Holes, some news, some other stuff. Stay tuned. Get scratching. This week's episode of Video Game Apocalypse is also brought to you by Gamefly, our favorite mail-away game service. It is like Netflix, but for games. Build yourself a queue. They'll send you as many games as you want. You send them back at your leisure, and they'll send you the next game you put in line. Everything from original Xbox and PS2 all the way to Switch, 3DS, PS4, and Xbox One. And you can stream games on the service, too. If you're looking to save a ton of money on new releases like South Park, The Fractured Fractured But Whole, the Resident Evil games we've been talking about all program, Until Dawn, new physical version of Friday the 13th. I know none of these are technically new. They're just stuff I like. Hey, how about Mario Odyssey? That'll be out in two months. It'll be on Gamefly because you're still saving money because plans start as low as $15.95 for one game at a time. You can send out, you can play as many as you can send out and ship back. You can play a lot more and save. You could both play more and save more using Gamefly. And best of all, you can try it out free for 30 days just by going to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime. Happy Halloween! Yes, Lizzie, tis the season for Halloween spooktaculars, and we have launched a brand new series. An Elm Street Nightmare. <laughs> 
Oh, good scream, Liz. It's a brand new limited podcast series all about our favorite horror series. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Every week in October, talk with us about our favorite horror villain, Freddy Krueger. Here's a highlight. All out. Just the all out weirdest scene in, in like in almost all of Freddy history. We get the tongue sequence again. Oh, yeah. But coming out of Jesse, the main character, onto his girlfriend's <laughs> boobs. And I do, like, I, I also, in hindsight, like, I come on, I'm a little kid in the 80s. I am watching this for nudity. I'm watching horror movies for nudity as well. They, since they got that R rating, they almost always snuck in boobs and butt. It's, there's nudity in every Friday the 13th movie. It's part of the game. There's not a lot of nudity in the Nightmare series as a series. Mm-hmm. Except in this movie, where it's just mostly dude butts. <laughs> um, there's there's a, there, there's some boobage in here, but not as lovingly shot as the asses in the shower sequence. However, this is probably the gayest sequence in the entire film, where Jesse runs away from the cabana. He doesn't want to be with the woman. He gets hot, sweaty, and feels weird, and he needs to run into the bedroom of his friend, uh-huh. and his frenemy, who they fight a little. They do push-ups together. Kiss they pull each other's pants yeah. down. He wakes him up as he's shirtless in bed. They're both incredibly sweaty. And this this is what counted for 80 subtext, I suppose. There's something inside of me. And last night it made me go to my sister's room. And tonight with Lisa on the cabana, it started to happen again. I think you are seriously losing it, bro. I'm scared, Grady. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, and she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Look, I don't care if you believe me or not. Hey, I believe you. Sleep no. with me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just sleep with me. Pull your pants down, bro. <laughs> don't even put a shirt on. Just sleep together. Listen to an Elm Street Nightmare. Every Tuesday. At ElmStreetNightmare.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to our second segment where we will just jump right in with no! talking about that wonderful segment known only as they think, well, this. South Park, the fractured but whole, is out at mm-hmm. last. It's it for me. It's joyous because I was off the South Park tip when Stick of Fury came out. Like I think Stick I was of truth. truth. Uh, what what did I say? Stick Fury. Fury. Stick of Fury. Where mm-hmm. the fuck did I get that from? Fire. Yeah, I was, me. I don't uh, know. Like I was not watching the show. In fact, I think I caught. I was at my parents' house for Christmas and caught the prequel to the game I already had. Yeah. And I was like, that was joyous. Why am I not watching the show? And I've been watching it mostly ever since. So that made this really fucking fun. I've really enjoyed well the previous two seasons of South Park. Mm-hmm. This one's great. The second, the what was it, twenty? The, the yeah, Donald yeah. Trump season that's totally that, ruined as they try and make a coherent story that changes. Yeah. once Donald Trump wins the election. Yeah. but but they do well, bring so they do bring in certain of the best elements from that last season it's, with <clears throat> like the like PT principal. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to do it the way he overspeaks into the microphone, which is my, one of my favorite things about it. Um, they have the the Yowie images, which are yeah. collectibles, There's, and they're all unique. Look, and I know Henry's sort of one of these people who doesn't like South Park. That is my redemption <laughs> for South Park, the Craig Cross Tweak episode where they got Deviant Art to draw. Like, guys, we need this in a, in four days. Yeah, that's impressive. It's yeah, one yeah. of the best episodes of the show ever. It is so yeah. fucking funny. What I like about the South, both of these South Park games, they put. Kind of a season's worth of work yeah. into them. I, yeah. I like, and I like that they care and that they like. I believe Trey Parker when he says he's a real Earthbound fan and he yeah. wanted to make his own Earthbound series. Yeah. And it, you can tell like the care put into this is like 
it is the script is on the level of episodes. It's like I like I would put this with the with the Simpsons game where it's like oh. Whoever wrote this like was on their shit. This is I, not a B grade episode. This is a good episode. I almost died instituting Jimmy's flash powers <laughs> as he speak. He like it like his his summon is literally half the Flash, half the end of the original Superman movie. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, and that they had the balls to name the things they're parroting directly. We, like, we were they, talking about because we played the Leisure Suit Larry game and they bleep out proper names because they're like afraid to make a Ben yeah. Affleck joke 10 years ago or they say NFL and it's like this feels so yeah. weird in a game and like Carmen literally says the superhero you're choosing to be yeah, yeah and the, the it's kind of like the thing or Batman yeah. Although, if like I can, Cyclops like wow you just said it if like, I can spoil a really good joke that I think a lot of people will miss right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game so uh, speaking of Yowie mm-hmm. one of the first puzzles that you have to solve involves going up to Cartman's room Finding his journal, which is yeah. mostly full of like Holy really shit. crude drawings of his friends fucking. Holy it's shit. like the end of the <laughs> the, the season of Big Mouth on Big Netflix, Mouth, where yeah. it's like, mm. is this child pornography? Is this though? child pornography? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, so you get through this and you find the passcode mm. for his secret coon layer. Oh yeah. And uh, if you if you already know it and you just go up and type it in. Uh, Cartman will like show up on screen in a little cutaway, like wearing an NFL coach's uniform. It's like, hey, Tom Brady, do you want to play the game? Or you'd want to be known as a cheating shithead for the rest of your life. <laughs> I wish I had told you that. I told you like we, that was the first thing you did in the stream. I'm like, you go up to the room because I also didn't want to. Uh, I I didn't want you to not see that book because it was like mm, that. The book is insane. A, yeah. 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 The yeah. book is insane. It, it gets away. Like South Park, it gets away with way more I thought was possible in that medium. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know. One, I don't know how it happened. And then on hindsight, like, why isn't anybody being funny to yeah. this extent or like trying this hard to be offensive in a modern game? I don't know. I, I had a, it, well, it's it's weird just because like I did, I played a ton of Stick of Truth, but I thought it's dense roots in JRPGs like that got old after a while. Like it was hard to go the 40th hour into that kind of battle system. Hmm. And the battle system's a little more streamlined yeah. now. Yeah, and it also, like... I mean, this game does it too, but it has, like, those obsidian roots where it's, like... Mm. It, that it's trying to be an Elder Scrolls game and mm. that everything you collect has some sort of, like... Well, instead worth of it, it's like, I no value, there's it. a shitload of crafting yeah. to this game, in which I didn't really get to dig into. But no, I love it, the fidget it, spinners are now your nodes to But it, it does come up later. You can... You can uh, you find recipes for crafting mm. all over town. You can craft uh, new costumes. You mm. can craft uh, items that boost your power levels. Mm-hmm. I will say there's, like, if, if you uh, have Ubisoft club points to spend, you can get an Assassin's Creed outfit yeah. and Hidden Blade. Mm-hmm. And the hidden blade is something like, as you craft things, you will level up. So you can just like craft a bunch of random items until you get to like level eight, and then you can uh, improve the hidden blade, and it goes up right. from being like completely useless to like, if you equip this, you will be more powerful than most of the other things on the streets oh, yeah. in the early hours. I did so like it's a big that early boost. One of the you play rewards was that you can uh, get tree fitty. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just yeah for free you get like three dollars and fifty cents added to your inventory. Yes. Well, it's it's biz- and don't get mad at me, Henry, but it's like it's bizarre to think of South Park like The Simpsons where they have twenty years of things mm-hmm. to reference and you just mm-hmm. walk around like it no, is, that, yeah. that is wild. It's, that it's it's South weird. Park when, still feels yeah. weird. New it still to feels me, sort damn, of new, yeah. and yeah. it's like that's Chim Pokemon. Yeah. That is seventeen <laughs> years old. That reference. We, yeah. There was a season two reference when we went to the. Um, 
the Tom's rhinoplasty, and there are pictures of oh David Hasselhoff God. on but the But now wall. real pictures of David yes. Hasselhoff. Something I just assumed I wouldn't see yeah. in a game. David Hasselhoff will take any money to be made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, if, you get, if, you get, if you're going to pay, I'll yeah. be made fun of. I All I need is a hamburger floor. delivered on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys joke. got to interview him because they were... He sounded hammered. He was <laughs> because a jerk. they were doing... Yeah. He, they were making fun of him in a game. He's like, look, I'll, I'll just well, represent this game. Just give me money. Yeah, that, uh, that interview went south when uh, I think it was Shane, uh, your editorial partner at mm-hmm. the time, asked, like, so do you only play games that you're in? He's like, no, and that's a stupid that's question. A stupid question. <laughs> I have a fucking bra line. And he kept saying, I have a bra line. Like, you have a line about bra... You have a tan line mm-hmm. but in the game be, but he, makes it look like he's wearing a bra. But he just kept coming back to that like a drunk person. You know how they like fixate Pierre, on one thing? Pierre told me to say this thing and I'm saying it again. Did he also talk, tell the story about the Berlin Wall like twice in that? No, okay. I think Shane asked him uh, okay. twice. And he, what we, the fuck game was this? Uh, Ready to Rumble Wii Edition. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Which Whoa. was like really old. Now it's just all ce- celebrity parodies uh-huh. for some reason. Uh-huh. But they actually got him to do it. Well, the only thing people remember about the game is a dude with an afro and Michael Jackson. Yeah. So like that's they just leaned into the other Michael side. Buffer being the boss. Yeah. Afro <laughs> Thunder. Everyone loved Afro Thunder. Mm-hmm. But South, South Park. South Park. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like a couple things have been simplified. You get a phone now; it's a little easier to mark your territory mm-hmm. and see Which where is you're going. Just, yeah, also your all your sub menus mm-hmm. are handled through apps. But you know, you know what hit me really hard, like really hard, and it doesn't have much to do with the game. There's a lot of jokes at super heroic's expense, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was just like I saw the Black Panther trailer this week. I'm like, cool, cool, and I'm like, I should write about this, but I couldn't muster the strength. Because my enthusiasm for this genre is almost <laughs> done. Yeah, and getting close to it. And this, right, and this game is leaping on it. Like, yeah, there's it's perfect much of this. timing. Like, yeah. It's perfect timing. You go to see this list, and like, <laughs> there's like a 30 point list of where their superhero movies will go. Netflix yeah. series, origin story. <laughs> and the, that number 31 is woman movie. Well, this is <laughs> final movie. Introduce a girl. Introduce a girl. <laughs> well, this this uh, I saw a funny point about the Black mm. Panther trailer that they said this. The Black Panther film has more uh, na- has more black women in it than every previous superhero film combined. Oh my god! As is in real roles, he means. Did Does that include th- Catwoman? Even though uh, no one should ever remember Catwoman. Did you see Catwoman? the other joke that somebody sent me, who can't be named, but is also Mike Grimm? <laughs> um, uh, it was <laughs> there are only two white dudes in the movie. And they just happen to be Bilbo and Gollum, yes, <laughs> the too, Tolkien yeah. white guys. I also I wrote that one. I wrote that one. Credit <laughs> that to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I also have this feeling. I'd heard this uh, actually. Patton Oswalt say this in an interview recently that says that, um, like, the presidency or politics is on all these superhero films, but now we're. Leaving the Obama, like okay, so you had the you had the Nolan Batman films that were really felt like Bush post nine eleven type films. Then you had starting with Iron Man, these things that feel more like the Obama era. Yeah. Let's and, stop making weapons for everybody. But yeah, let's stop making weapons. Well, but I mean, I'll make a thing that's basically a weapon, but I'll be nicer about it. Mm-hmm. And then and but now we're leaving that era too. So I wonder, like, can. Is that pa- partially why can, Marvel films feel different now? Can like, kind superhero movies exist in this yeah. universe? No, I don't think so, but I, I do wonder what the thing will be to. They have surprised them. me before, yeah. but I, yeah. I just—that's all South Park made me think about. But like, can we get like, Superman to throw away all the nukes again? Can we do that movie again? 
that there's such a deliberate Superman one reference. I am so happy about that. Well, and and the thing is, like, neither you nor I at this point actually have seen like there is a night phase in the game, which is like oh. where things supposedly get really interesting, and you're like out on patrols as a oh, superhero. Man. More six, and like you you met Randy early on, and you were like, I'm going to try to solve Randy's thing, and I'm like. I don't think you can actually do that till night falls, and you have to catch the person who's no, cleaning it, his wife's car. No, because there was no car. hint on how to do it. Right. But it was just like, good choice. I meet Randy mm-hmm. very early. Yeah. Thank Christ, because I did not want to wait yeah. for this. But yeah. I can't do anything with him Though just it is yet. cruel that like right after you learn that you can do selfies with everybody, he's like, <laughs> I'll only do a selfie with you if you do this quest. And I'm like, I want to do a, a selfie with well, Randy. A, a lot of people are, the game. are like that. It's like, yeah, the, hey, uh, like, like Jimmy's parents are like, help our son with his little project, and then we'll take selfies with you. And go so yeah, you have to unlock all the fast travel points, and then they'll they'll take a photo. <laughs> I love Jimmy so much. Oh my god, that battle with Kyle too. Oh, it was yeah, like, yeah. am I gonna die? And then he falls <laughs> off a bed, does nine hundred ninety nine damage to himself, and explodes. <laughs> well, have you uh, have you run into Timmy yet with his professor? X? No. no. But uh, yeah, I think he does just show up and like have normal dialogue. <laughs> Well, yeah, but he's because it's all telepathic. Yeah, yeah. he's he's Professor X. Mm -hmm. What else came out this week? Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle got an Ultra Challenge Pack, a uh, piece of DLC available as part of the season pass or for six ninety nine on Nintendo Switch. Because the new South Park game, the last one was like total JRPG. Point at this guy, hit this guy, Mm -hmm. and this is now on a grid based system. And I just played Ubisoft or Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom, and it was just like. It, it infected my brain of like you. I can't move through people. Like the rabbits just do, are seem so much more <laughs> capable. You can literally a do a baseball system. slide. You, you can enemies. move through people in mm-hmm. South Park. You just can't park on them, which yeah. is what you kept trying to do. Like you're standing on top of the same space as Kyle and saying like, How, "Why can't I attack?" Yeah, it but there's a couple blocked. of other attacks that you care. Like yeah. Craig doesn't have shit to do. He can't. Go through or well, over yeah, people. Yeah, because he's, he's a brawler, so all of his stuff is uh, short range, except for his taunt, which is oh, yeah, long range. It. And, and, and that is amazing. Like, just machine gun sound volley of middle fingers. <laughs> yes. And then he's encased in the, the, like a The cocoon. last thing we do is his super against all the rednecks who came out to beat me up once I decided I was a cisgendered woman. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take kindly to cisgendered women's yeah. around these parts. But they, they'll do that for anything. I like, know. Yeah, I like, ah, well, looks like we got ourselves a cisgendered boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him. Yeah. yeah, I was a little disappointed. Like, well... I, I saw subtitles, and I, for whatever reason, I thought they were saying, let's show Ms. Thing, uh, or introduce Ms. Thing to our town, but it's this thing. Anything so like, you oh, talk man, to Mr. Mackey meaner. about and decide on, rednecks will come out and find a way uh, to yeah. make it a But I do scene. like, you, you can be male, female, uh, other, mm-hmm. or and if you pick male or female, you're asked, like, are you cis or trans? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice that that... And, and it doesn't really affect anything other than that battle, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and a little musical cue that goes with choosing those things is yeah. like... There, there was also a... And I, I don't want to say anything definitive here, since I'm just basing this on the couple hours that I've played. Uh, but the like there was a big deal made about like the difficulty slider. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is yes. the, you know, choosing your character, the, the, your character's skin tone. 
And uh, so far, I haven't really noticed. I've been playing as an African American character. Yeah. I haven't really There's noticed. There's some dialogue changes I've heard. Uh, the only dialogue difference that I've noticed is if you walk into the police station, some of the cops are very standoffish. They sit there with their arms folded and, like, will say things like, oh, it looks like a thug just walked it's in here. My understanding of that Ubisoft said that doesn't actually make a no, difference. In, not really. In the no. difficulty, which no. the difficulty you can change at any time with the start yes. button if you want to. But it's weird that, that, that the choice is there, but it's. The choice is there well, to like, make a joke. It, it says, yeah, just difficulty level. It's like, yeah. this won't actually affect combat, just every other aspect um, of your life. <laughs> and that's what actual difficulty slider does. Mm. Okay. But, I mean... It, Chris, it, you should probably turn that difficulty slider down. No way. It's screen. Swar the Italian. I made a little <laughs> me. A little awful-looking You did. Me. I tuned in and yeah. was watching that, and like, oh, it's Chris. Yeah. It's God, Chris in a, in a thing costume. Look terrible-looking. A bunch of professional photographs of me today. That's <laughs> awful. Nobody told me my tits sweat that much. <laughs> Gross. But I, so well, Rabbids, yes. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Rabbids got some DLC. The uh, Ultra Challenge Pack, if the secret level challenges weren't ridiculous enough for you, then uh, here's eight new ultra hard challenges inside each world's secret chapter. Uh, so if you've been looking, f- if you've been done with that for a while, I'm like, yeah, I, w- I want something, a new challenge or new difficult mm-hmm. challenge to really sink my teeth into. Here you go. It's seven bucks. Mm-hmm. You, know, train- you know what else came out this week? What? Mike Tyson's punch out 30 years yeah. ago. And we did an article <laughs> called every Mike Tyson's punch out character ranked. And you, yeah. where does Mike Tyson land? The answer might surprise you. This is the game where I sneak in plugs uh, to Michael to irritate him throughout the show. I mean, well, speaking of things taking place in a ring, we didn't really talk about it last week because, like, it had just come out for early adopters. But it is. But it was officially out this Tuesday. Yes, WWE 2K18. I gotta say, based on tweets, uh, based on what I see in the Twitterverse, and what I judge things, everything off. <laughs> it is the glitchiest version this series has yeah. ever had. I think like, it yeah. looks real the, glitchy. I, the reasoning behind that. I want to say is that this version uh, finally lets you have eight players in the ring. Last uh, year was six players, and but how does that explain like John Cena getting stuck inside well, the couch? Well, because you have m- it more movable more things, yeah, like more it. movable things that can like go wrong. Uh, but well, I had that act- backstage fight. Like they, yeah. they hadn't had backstage fights in a while either. So they based a whole since they based the whole game on. <laughs> but I like I I like that they've. This is like the roster is insane. It's yeah. like 170 characters. But aren't like seven of them Triple H? Seven of them are Triple H. A couple of them are Sting. A couple of them are Rock. Yes, they're every well, version of McFoley. Did you say there's think. 50 more characters in the last they, game? So we were able to fill a stream, and I realized I left off one guy that I forgot that was added. But we filled the stream with 40 different people who were added just this year. And there are, it's weirdly like a lot of NXT guys who are just like, this is my name, and I just wear my tights. And, and cruiserweight it's like, people. And yeah, cruiserweight people too. But it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that. And the every year the My Career thing gets better. I, like, I've never been a big fan of it, but they this year it's like running around backstage. Mm-hmm. And whoever wrote the dialogue for this, I kind of it, it reminds me of the old uh like WWE games, like around like uh, like WWE 12 and before then, like SmackDown versus Raw, where it's like we wrote an entirely new script for all these wrestlers, mm-hmm. and this is all like it's not spoken, but it's still like 
I went backstage and Oscar's talking about how much she likes pizza and ice cream. Oh yeah, and, that was pretty real silly. <laughs> and like Cassius Ono's calling me like a whippersnapper, and it's like okay, none of this makes sense, but it's entertaining to just be backstage and like have random conversations with wrestlers. Yeah, I, there's sometimes where I see shots from like this is gorgeous looking, yeah. man, so beautiful. But then other times like. Why uh, it's it's really when it's like the AI wants to do something but can't walk around you. Yeah. It's like no, all right, I I want to the AI like I saw a great one of the AI wants to go outside the ring, yeah. but it keeps going to the second rope <laughs> and then jumping off and jumping yeah. back down, up down up down. I uh, I wouldn't pay the full price for it. I bet it'll be down to thirty bucks uh, by Black Friday, but uh, forty bucks, forty bucks. But even I then, it's it. still the only wrestling game in town. I mean, yeah. Until um, Fire Pro is it's on PC, but it's not comparable. Fire Pro is not. This. It is a lot like, different, and it's also like I liked playing that the, when we streamed it, but yeah. it's also like this needs a lot of work to be like PS4 like release level because it's like it is so obtuse, so much of that. Where it's, mm-hmm. whereas like WWE 2K14 or 2K18 is still very accessible. Like, mm-hmm. did you yeah. see the hilarious unboxing video that Rusev did? Mm-hmm. He's like, it is 15 years of John Cena, my best friend John. He sent this to me. We are good mm-hmm. friends. Thank you, John. He kept pretending that John Cena had sent the super box set to him instead of 2K. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It seems fine. Did you pay for the accelerator to get all the people? No, I, I, I bought the Seen Enough edition. So because oh, okay. I, yeah, I wanted to play it. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to play it on launch day, and I was like. Oh, this is the only thing that my local Best Buy has, and you know what? I, I, I always buy the season pass anyway, so That's this true. is all cool. And uh, I have a piece of the ring from uh, Royal Rumble 2017. Ooh, there is a piece of the ring in the box. Yes, wow. Scene yeah. of uh, John Cena's 16th title win. Yeah, and maybe one of the best WWE Did matches of this year. Any more about how the Switch version? Works that I or? haven't. No, because I, I know they don't. Is... They don't do eight players. That's one thing. That's so that's weird. it. That, that's the only thing I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting th- thing that's coming out this week that, like, I did not know this existed until Monday, so shame on me, yeah. but it's called either Elex or Elex. Oh, yeah. It's, it's from... by THQ Nordic. Yeah. Put out by them. But it's, like, the developers of um, Risen. Uh, Risen yeah, 3. Risen and Gothic. Yeah. And, it like, watching this in motion, it's like, it feels like I'm watching alternate uh, views of Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Yeah. But it's both of those things in one game in one giant open world. Uh, so it's like it's a science fantasy world. So you can use magic and guns yeah. and modern mm. armor and medieval armor. And seems kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, sitting at like a 74 on Metacritic right now. I mean, now. I actually I reviewed their the last game that this developer worked on, which was Risen 3, which was like... Oh, this is the game when you've already finished Elder Scrolls and you've already finished like the thing below Elder Scrolls on Metacritic. <laughs> then like two worlds. Yeah. Then comes this, and it's like, <laughs> like I don't actually regret playing because it was just so weird, and just I mean, not the smoothest game and not the most like polished game, but it's still a big RPG that isn't terrible, which you know. I can't talk to that many people who've played Risen 3, but I I like that I played it, and I like that 
the weird experiences in that game are mine. So, I don't know. Oh, and then there's Etrian Odyssey 5 this mm-hmm. week as oh, well. Yes. Which I would only suggest to, like, uh, Jeremy Parrish knows what's up with that game. He's, <laughs> he, I think he's enjoying it, but I'd follow him on Twitter to see what yeah. he's, he's enjoying. But I, well, I, I only know that series in that I used to include it in, like, my roundups of worst box art yeah. of the year. They and it was always like, box art. it's just like yeah. always like off center anime characters yeah. are staring off screen at something. Is that the one he reviewed for Polygon, I think? Which uh, is like Jeremy? Yeah, oh, he reviewed something for Polygon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my only but they're like mysterious dun- dungeon games. Yeah, right? they're mystery yeah. dungeon games. They're make your own map games. <laughs> they're you take a step, every enemy in the dungeon takes a step, and they're really hard. Like I, I the only Etrian game I played is a Persona game they made, Persona Q, which was made by the core Etrian team, except it stars the characters of Persona Three and Persona Four in a in a uh, school festival crossover. Oh. It is yes. not canon. Uh, but it was a fun game. <laughs> uh, but I could not see enjoying it outside of the context of uh, Persona. I would miss... It had all the classic SMT enemies in it. And if I played Etrian, it wouldn't have that. It wouldn't feel wouldn't feel special. And I have so many other things to play. I don't really have time for like 80 hours of Etrian 5 right now. But, well, uh, you should contribute to our Patreon Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and finally, Rogue Trooper Redo Redux, however you want to pronounce that. Yeah, that I, came out this week. I actually played a bit, a bit of it, and I never played the original, so I, I didn't even know that it was a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, it's a comic Rogue Trooper. Yeah, it was. That- it was in 2000 AD, the same uh, uh. UK magazine that birthed Judge Dredd. And it is beloved in the UK. Yeah. Um, and this this game, I think, got like a pretty good reception in Europe the first time yeah. around, and then was like, who cares if, when it came out over here on PS2? Yeah, like I so I played a bit of it, and it feels like Freedom Fighters, like one of those like at the time like decent shooters, but it it just makes up for it with a lot of charm. Like it feels like a sci-fi movie, like even mm. this re-release. And it's just one of like the more the one of the oddest like games that would get a re-release, but I'm weirdly attached to it's, it. Uh, Dave Gibbons, I think, associated with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that it makes even more sense. Plays yeah. a shirtless blue guy who's dressed up like a Vietnam GI. Yeah, I mean, I love Gibbons. Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Gibbons. As a Tom goes to the mayor yeah. reference for you listeners. There's a uh, one other uh, game that came out this week that we streamed last yeah. week: the Jackbox Party Pack Volume oh, Four. Yeah. Uh, holy shit! I didn't even tell you about how this went. What? Have you, you guys? Played we played. Or? We've all played Fibbage before, right? Yeah. yeah. So Fibbage Three is out. The presentation is amazing. It's it's the one it, where you lie to your friends. It's Fibbage, and then they have this other mode called Enough About You. Yeah. That's just like you have to enter in. You should. You are encouraged to enter in your real name. And it's all shit about you. And I played it with my girlfriend's parents. Oh, cool. Who, it oh, turns no. out, are dirty as shit. Ah. And all this stuff happened. <laughs> Her mother accused me, what's something Chris is bad at? And she put in foreplay. Uh, <laughs> and, like, she put in foreplay. And, like, it's a new mode that, that is like, we play. Ouch. We stream this stuff all the time, with our, especially on patreon.com slash time Once a month we do it with all you guys. We do it occasionally on the streams. But this is, I've never seen something they made that was supposed to work in the room. Yeah. And another good one that we streamed uh, that you guys might like is... Uh, Break the Internet? Break or? the Internet. Yeah. And it's about taking a comment you make on something innocuous and then writing a headline that makes you work, look like the worst person in the world and putting that comment underneath that. Oh, <laughs> and who can man. make someone look like the biggest monster uh, on the oh, entire that internet? that's hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember... 
I didn't win, but I thought it was great. It was like, yeah, I'd fuck that bitch. And like, I had to change like, what's the title of this <laughs> video or headline? Like, my daughter's Elsa costume. <laughs> and so, I, so some poor asshole who said it wasn't even that graphic said something kind of innocuous, made yeah. like a total piece of shit. But yes, it's it's what the internet needs right now. Kind of like the little playroom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, that's out right now for like yeah. what twenty four. Uh, I think it's 15, but I could be wrong. I forget how much it is. But check out it's our stream a, if you're curious, because the new Fibbage presentation is so gloriously really 70s great. and yeah. fun and pretty, and it works uh, It works a little faster, and there's more ways for the audience to give points yeah. uh, to And I, I thought I had outgrown Fibbage, because like, when they made Quiplash, that was like, okay, this is the game where you just make the jokes. Mm-hmm. But Fibbage, like, it's... It's a different game. I, I like that I still want to have that balance between trying to fool somebody and also trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say I played a little bit of uh, Evil Within 2, finally, oh. and uh, it's super good, and <laughs> apparently from reading analysts on Twitter, it has already bombed. Mm. So if you care about this yeah. kind of game being made, buy it. Judging mm. by the YouTube views for everything <laughs> we've done with it, for everything we've been mm-hmm. been shown, very, very nice of some of the people who we, we know and Nobody gives a sh- You guys don't give a shit about nah, it. It is a fun game. Yeah. I was shocked it got a sequel because I was like, yeah, did anybody really love that game? I was surprised. Like, we posted videos and, like, vitriol. Mm. Are you going to fix the fucking bullshit shit? Like, that's what sequels are for, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, relax. Like, that's why they have sequels yeah. to fix the things you didn't like about the first. We're, so mad. People were asking you to fix it? I don't know. We're like, are they going to fix this? is fucking bullshit. And, like, whatever you're talking about. I didn't see or play in my version. I can't believe you think you'd have a, such a large complaint that it wouldn't be addressed in the sequel. You're going to give it a better ending? <laughs> Wolfenstein 2, is that out this Friday? No, that's out next week. Yeah, it's same the- day as, War- as Mario Odyssey. And Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Good yeah, luck. Assassin's Creed. It's going to be a really big day. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Next man. week's going to be insane. What I what I love about the ads for Wolfenstein, by the way, is that they're like, kill Nazis, punch Nazis all the time. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Activision's like, you know, it's World War Two, but like, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> like, eh. it happened. It's history. Where punch yeah. <laughs> Nazis. Yeah, it turns it turns out, you Charlottesville marchers, your money doesn't spend. No one, <laughs> gives, no one gives a shit about your dollar. Yeah, I mean, you bought the the shittiest torches at. Uh, I know the worst president <laughs> said you were yeah. very good people, but the rest of the world feels the opposite. <laughs> All right, stop yeah. getting political. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well. Stop getting political. Start getting consumerist because it's time for. This is unfair. You do this every week. Do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? (laughs) Hopefully, video games or. A Patreon account. Mm. Uh, but Mega Man Legacy Collection is 6 bucks on Steam. I don't like to include a lot of Steam stuff because it might be gone by the time you hear this. Uh, but Witcher Trilogy for $22 mm. wow. is a really good deal on Steam. It, that might not be the Game of the Year editions. I'm not going to do a lot of research. Uh, Best Buy RE7 Gold Edition. Apparently you can pre-order it there now for the cheapest price imaginable. Mm. But the original is $29.99, $23.99 with GCU and all your favorite yeah. platforms. New Egg as Destiny 2 for $36 somehow. 
Amazon wow. has Mass Effect Andromeda wow. Deluxe for eleven ninety nine. As well I as, saw it for ten this weekend yeah. in one place. As well as For Honor for fifteen dollars, and CD Keys has RE Seven for PC for sixteen dollars. Wow! I I I know I've gotten things from CD Keys a long time ago in the past, but it freaks me out. That's CD Keys is where I got crack shit back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Not this website. I can't remember if it's CD Keys, but I did recently. I was in the market for a cheap one year PlayStation Plus subscription, and where I ordered it. What I got was a picture of a scratched-off code. And I'm like, <laughs> never again. Did it work? Wow. I feel dirty. It worked, but I, I felt dirty. I gave you guys and my it... credit card. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a lot of shit like that on the yeah. web. That's kind of how it works. A bunch of keys that end up in the hands of mm-hmm. weird retailers. Xbox Live, Games of the Gold, Witcher 3, Game of the Year Edition, and XCOM 2 are 60% off. And oh, Battlefield man. 1 is 50% off. I wanted to point out the PS1 cross-buy goodness. Uh, that is happening right now. Hotline Miami, you can get both for five dollars each, or um, or less, or nine ninety nine for uh, the collection of two that plays in your Vita and that plays in your PS four. Uh, Luft Trousers, a game I really really mm-hmm. liked. It might be only PS three, not PS four, but great Vita game, two forty nine, amazing. And one oh of my, my gosh, that's great! One of my favorite games ever that I don't feel like I talked about that much. Downwell. Mm-hmm. Downwell is fucking excellent. Um, it's seventy five percent off, one dollar and twenty four cents. Wow! We'll play on your PS four and Vita, and it's amazing. And this leans into news. Do I save it or mm. what, like? Because it's not really a deal. Mm-hmm. It just never mind. Let's save it for news. I'll, I'll okay. run it first thing. Fair enough. Let's close this out. Oh, thank God. Take my advice. Do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you. <laughs> do Do you want to say anything else while we're not yeah. bad, but by convention? No. Well, yeah, I'll say it in the middle. Uh, Xbox One. They announced Microsoft announced that the Xbox One X will offer enhancements for oh, yes. uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. They're like crown jewel of games, even though it's been a couple of years. Uh, but they didn't Let's... say what. And then I had to ask somebody like, "When is the Xbox One X out?" Two Next weeks. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, November seventh. Like, what is? What's the seller for? The, there's no game to go along with your new system. I mean, Microsoft yeah. doesn't make games. Anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> I, they've been doing so many good things. Of like, mm-hmm. they make a new game. It's available. You can buy it, sync it to your Windows account, play it there yeah. for for the same for the same. I mean, it's in the price. same like PS4 Pro. It didn't really launch with a. You need your PS4 Pro. For I suppose the, this too. It's just like. They, hey, they were like, hey, Call of Duty looks all right. I suppose, yeah. But I, have you seen the Taco Bell commercials, like, win an Xbox One X? Oh. Yeah. It, it features a guy standing next to, like, I'm just an orc, and I'm a marine, and I'm a... Like, it's it's nobody. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's not a specific game. I'm like, what what is pushing people to buy an X? And I want to see a, a Sony-Microsoft fight. I yeah. want to see that feud, and I just, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Where's the marketing for the Xbox? If it wasn't for Taco Bell, I wouldn't know you had a new to- like console yeah. coming out. I mean, because at least PS4 Pro at this point is like, oh well, it's you can get the Destiny bundle, you can get there's a Star Wars Battlefront bundle, yeah. so you know those games are going to be improved. But it's like I wouldn't even know if if I, I if I bought I an Xbox I, One, what's I mentioned it. Last, what do I get with it? It was like a two ninety nine, three ninety nine eBay deal for the PS4 Pro mm-hmm. and Dishonored and Destiny Two with it, and this is a hundred dollars more with nothing. Like, yeah. 
Holy shit, fight Microsoft. Fight, fuck you, fight. I think they're done. I think they I think this is their last console, quite honestly. And I I can understand that. They they have a bunch of other interesting things going yeah. on. It doesn't mean they won't stop making video games, but no, like no, no, I no. want to buy the Xbox One X if you give me a fucking reason. Hmm. And and like right now all I have is the the 4K it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, in my wish list. Like, I would really like to see that in 4K. 4K, and I think it has boosts to processing power. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins yeah. is a game that they've been uh, hammering on the Xbox One X enhancements. One of those I know is like because they have this additional processing power, the transition between uh, Bayek, the main character, and Senu, his eagle, is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit smoother. Just mm. want to see Microsoft put on the boxing gloves. Like, tell mm. me why this thing is is so much more awesome and why it should cost this much. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, if there's a Cuphead mm. upgrade, I'll. Uh, oh, yeah. God, that, like that's Cuphead. an immediate sale. It'll look great in 4K, I'm sure. In the meantime. Take it away, Dave. Well, a game that we uh, won't be seeing in 4K for some time is EA Visceral's Star Wars game because EA Visceral has been shut down and the development of that game has been shifted to EA Vancouver and that game has been pushed from 2019 to question mark. I have a lot of thoughts on this because, well, first off, they made a big deal. Lots of places made a big deal that Amy Hennig had Mm -hmm. left. uh, She she wasn't going to work on Charted 4. She left Naughty Dog. She was going to make a Uncharted Star Wars game, basically. Mm. That's what she kept implying. Like, I'm going to keep telling these kind of stories. I'm going to direct this game. That sounded awesome. And I guess we should have realized after another E3 went by, they're like, we're not showing this. They're not showing this game. I'm like, yeah, oh. But then also, as a fan of the Dead Space series, I was... I'm sad to see Visceral go, but also like, wow, I'm shocked you guys kind of were still open. Yeah. Like, a little it, bit, yeah. It was almost like a two-strike well, it's two strike situation where it's like, well, Dead Space 3, people weren't into because it it had, it had tried the Resident Evil uh, uh, tilt of like, oh, putting making Dead Space a co-op game, which it mm. shouldn't have been. Well, and a co-op they did game, ba- but also a loot game. Too. Yes, that, and then they did Battlefield Hardline, which was, again... <sighs> Good at wrong uh, I place, thought, wrong I, time. I thought it was an that all right. Is not a bad game. I thought yeah, it was an all right fine. idea, but it was like, yeah, it just didn't work out. Like the that is not. But I saw a bunch of people misconstruing this. Like, why would EA acquire this company? Just but like EA assembled this company no, from was, existing people. They made they they were like a team for more than five years before they even were de- called Visceral. Yeah, they yeah. had some like shitty EA. <laughs> EA Sacramento or some uh, Redwood, yeah. Redwood, Redwood Shores, terrible yeah. c- California colloquial name. I don't even and, know where Visceral was. Uh, they, they, I thought they oh. were down in Redwood, but yeah, like, but they they're also in Montreal, I think. Uh, but I think, well, they created Visceral Montreal, which is just like that's that's as real as Bioware Montreal. Like, but people, not. I saw a bunch of people pissed online, but I think the reality was that was EA's step to get your respect. And I guess and yeah. like Dead Space did that and then nothing else did like nothing else you liked and it was no reason to keep a prestige unit open and there, there are reports that the Star Wars game was in trouble well yeah that's kind of the two sides to it we'll never know 
we'll never know how troubled or not it was. It very well could have been like Disney, maybe even Disney just said, mm-hmm. we're not happy with where this is, cancel it and make a different thing. I yeah. played a lot of Disney games, and I don't th- feel like they ever say that. Yeah. You wouldn't and, think so, no. But I've also been well, seeing reports that like the problem is that it couldn't be monetized as like a game as a well, service. Well, so that's the yeah. difference. That, well, so, it, though, on the Disney side... Disney might not say that, but Lucasfilm may be more controlling. They could be controlling. Maybe, if yeah. you've seen them fire three directors at this uh-huh. point, you're like, well, they maybe. fired more directors than they've not fired <laughs> at this point in terms of directors for the Star Wars movies. So I could see them being controlling, but also maybe it didn't. Maybe it wasn't coming together. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this Han Solo thing. game was yeah. too much based in Phil Lord and Chris Miller's version. I mean, it could also yeah. be that. I believe that's what it was. Or somebody else I saw at a good point of like, what if it told a story that then the story masters at Lucasfilm were like, we don't want to tell this story. Anymore. I don't think that's enough to get canceled outright. What they no, did say is that like this was scheduled for 2019 and now we're pushing that back yeah. that means big trouble if the game can't come out in yeah. two years mm-hmm. something's wrong but, I mean yeah. the, Amy Henning has left the project a new person has been put in charge and it's mm-hmm. been shifted to worldwide studios with EA uh, with the Vancouver, uh, Vancouver yeah. being the lead on it but it's also that they make a very clear point in their memo about it of quote pivot the design mm-hmm. which I do read it like many other people as we were going to make a single-player focused game. Our spreadsheets say that doesn't make money anymore, so we're not going to make it. I mean, that and... ties into what we were talking about last week with like the loot boxes, mm-hmm. and it's like a a game that is, like so much resources, many years of resources is put into a just a single-player experience. Like that can backfire, and it's backfired a lot recently. Like. Dishonored people have said like Prey. not selling well, Prey, things like that. Like no, and I, and I'll, within name, too. I'll name a non Bethesda game at some yeah. point. You know? <laughs> well, I, I can't think of a, a single player focus game that has succeeded. Yeah. That's not made by Nintendo. <laughs> uh well, I mean like Horizon Zero Dawn, I think you could call There's it. There's one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all first party. Yeah, and first party and can lose money. I, I yeah, I made that point to uh Patrick Klepek I at Waypoint had a really good article about this today. But uh, he said, like, well, but Uncharted 4 just did it, and there's Event uh, Horizon. But the the difference with those... They don't have to make money. They don't have to make money, and they can be subsidized by being, well, this is a showcase for a console, and it sells a console, so it matters more. It doesn't have to be Destiny on everything, or Overwatch. Like, I blame Overwatch to an extent on this, too. I love Overwatch. That formed in its own organic ecosystem of a blizzard game oh no like ea or ub uh, ea or activision would never make it yeah and it's a blessing it's on consoles because if you know how much it costs to maintain a live game it's crazy it's more money than your parents entire job makes (laughs) in a year to maintain a live game and i i hate i don't i hate loot boxes but i don't hate dlc and monetizing content and like giving me more shit as we go on if if i'm a guy obsessed with something i don't mind paying i mean yeah like i wouldn't mind paying more like that's a thing people are talking about um lord of the rings Mm -hmm. middle earth shadow of war like Mm -hmm. that has loot boxes and it's like that also has a loot system where the first game didn't Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i'd be willing (laughs) to pay same with battlefront and uh, same with uh, yeah. 
what else were you talking? Uh, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think those are monetized though. Like you can't buy speedos for your dudes. <laughs> yeah. I do. Hopefully, <laughs> I can... don't wrestle in speedos. Yeah. Yes. Here's an apparatus that pops your back. Speedos. <laughs> uh, but I also, I, I think EA in particular is not interested in solo games. Like yeah. they, that's how they boned Mirror's Edge. Which yeah. it, that is my general problem with this ethos that I see a lot at EA. This felt like a typically EA move where. It feels like a dude, a, some executive in a meeting said, this spreadsheet mm. says we won't make a billion dollars on this game unless it has X, Y, and Z, and you mm. didn't have it. And they're like, they need to be told, not every game yeah. has to have X, Y, and Z, and they turn into these things like, well, see, this could make a billion dollars, but yeah. they don't. And then it, you wonder, like, if you had made, if you'd spent half as much and not, you might have made a profit on this yeah. as just a solo game. But I think these, I think, EA or these companies would rather spend $100 million to try to make a billion dollars than they would to spend $20 million to make $100 million. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, like, I don't know if the like the topic should be broached. And we're seeing this a lot with, like, uh, like collector's editions and all that stuff mm-hmm. where it's like this really well-crafted single-player game uh, that may have a, a multiplayer component, like, should something like Star Wars Battlefront 2, like, should that be $70? Should that be $80? I, if I'm I, being I, like, honest, yes. Yeah, like, I'm not, I, if, if it's something that I'm going to be devoting a lot of time to in more than one aspect, like, in the campaign and also a multiplayer I don't, mode, I don't think, I don't, I don't like, mind paying extra. I don't like the practice of loot boxes, but what I also don't like is every other territory is adjusted to the idea that, like, games have not risen in price or adjusted for yeah. inflation as their development costs have. And we talk about seeing the death of, Single player AAA experiences, but like we all know the reality behind Mirror's Edge and Dead Space, they didn't make money. They did yeah. everything right. They didn't they make made ex- enough money. They missed sales expectations. Well, hold on, they, hold on. Yeah. Like, like Mirror's Edge was a bomb. Like it mm-hmm. didn't sell. But I think in hindsight, like with years of Steam sales, you know, it might have made its money back. But I think we're this close, this close to being completely out of that area where a game has a life, a year to make its money back. I think that's... I, well, sorry. Let me say a couple years. Well, when some, we were kids and yeah. grew up with NES games, like those games sat on the shelves for fucking years. They had years to make their money back. It might have been worth their investment, because. but I don't... It was like, if a game was like three years old, it might have disappeared from stores. Yeah, and I, I think we've called out faulty, like, you're going to create a multiplayer experience. No, you're not. You <laughs> just want to find out a way to charge people for a year <laughs> because your game won't exist for any longer than that. It'll yeah. be totally over, and your investment is, is gone. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to defend video game companies. There's, there are some shady practices. Well, and as a consumer, you eventually wake up to the fact that, like, I could pay sixty for it this month or forty for it in a month. Like they mm-hmm. they, they slash the I price the that fast. Like so, and when you know that, it's like well, then nothing is a sixty dollar game as long as I have patience. And that's yeah. kind of why that's what the model's based around. Well, on so many publishers, that's why their main focus is like pre order, pre order, pre order. Mm-hmm. Like they have to, and that's also why a game just vanishes from the published conscience at, uh, online after a week because it's like. No, I heard about it for two years. It's out now. It's yeah, over. Like, yeah. The game's done. I did see somebody today saying, like, there's nothing worse than paying full price for a game and then not getting around to playing it until it's on sale. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I would say times. there is something worse, not playing it until it's uh, free on PSN. <laughs> yeah. too. Feels yeah. bad, too. Mm-hmm. No, I... It makes me sad. It makes me sad that Amy Henning couldn't work there, but I do yeah. think, like, there might have been other AAA publishers that it would have been more 
understanding to Amy Hennig uh, in her work than EA would be. I think EA, in particular, is known for like they 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 just kind of they, they follow trends more than set trends, and also the way they just like dumped Mass Effect Andromeda. Like they do this, and then also this year. Mass Effect Andromeda was just like, well, let's just kill this franchise. Who cares? Why do we even have a franchise? Very, very weird. Yeah. It's very, very weird. I will say, I don't like that we seem to be moving into a, like, week, first weekend box office model for judging a game's success. Which like, is literally the, the lifespan of a movie is like yeah, is like three weeks. The, the fact that people are saying, like, uh, Evil Within 2 has already bombed mm-hmm. is like, it's been out less than a week yeah. mm. uh, like it's been out a weekend at this point like you can't judge a game's success based on a few days of sales but that seems to be the direction they we're heading but when especially it's, nowadays where it's like it, for a single I, I feel player like, experience yeah. you might be able to get yeah. an accurate sense of what it's going to end yeah. up selling from its lifespan yeah. from the first week and, mm-hmm. and I mean we'll talk about this in a little bit but like like day one reviews is not there's like maybe four or five outlets that can actually provide that and everywhere else it's like it's kind of a scramble and then you got YouTubers to think about which you weren't thinking about five or six years ago with those AAA games or an hour ago it's almost like uh, no website pays enough money to properly do these jobs anymore yeah Ah! Well, speaking of game websites, IGN acquired <laughs> Humble Bundle. This is, which a, this is, is a good segue. This was, that was wacky. That I was lie, pretty wacky. Yeah, uh, we never have expected it. I mean, IGN's made big purchases like this before, but it just feels like another... They've, like. They've know. never sold games, even no, when no. they did. <laughs> because I remember you could only get the Battlefield 1942 demo from them after like oh, yeah. the file planet went down. Yeah. And like they, they did... They did give away a lot of demos and there might have been some sales involved there might have been some IGN mm-hmm. insider shit I'm actually I don't know just because like look if, if Michael and I told you right here that we made a game mm-hmm. you wouldn't give a fuck if we promoted it because we don't promote ourselves all day as these ethical people who pass judgment on every single fucking game in the universe <laughs> when that becomes less of the bread and butter of IGN and like videos I've watched like two videos of them like here's every X-Men if that company wants to make a video game and sell it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit at all. Like, I don't go to, their, to IGN for reviews anymore, period. Like, it's just not what I do. I will do. say they, they did make sure to, like, IGN happened to, like, weird coincidence. They were reviewing a game. They didn't, like, the editorial staff didn't know that it was a game that was being made by Humble Bundle. Hat in time. Hat in time. Was, yeah. Which uh, looks fucking great. Which I can understand as a, as a person who worked in editorial, you're not... Privy to what the rest of the company is doing. You're You're not going to be told by the executive. So they didn't know when they were reviewing the game, like, oh, Humble Bundle is going to be purchased by us. So Yeah, but everybody here has done some work with IGN or worked with people who work there. There is, guess what? And I hate to break this to you. There's no impropriety in IGN's reviews, and there no. never yeah. has been. For end of the show, Dan Stapleton on Twitter was never very clear about how he's going to be—he's going to be working double time have, to make sure this does not cause any problems. Never met someone more serious about reviews than Dan Stapleton, mm-hmm. a guy I genuinely love, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sure that will be the same. But it is—I think what you're looking at is a change of time is changing and like yeah. it was just yeah. another company they needed we talk about games and now we're gonna sell games and I even thought well it's mostly Humble Bundle those new games no it's not Hat in Time is they're publishing it or yeah and they're financing it they're making they're it happen they're still mostly old games but yeah it's, they, a, biz- it's a bizarre thing and a, and a couple people on NeoGAF are gonna kick and scream yeah. but like it doesn't 
ultimately matter, and I'm sure yeah. they'll respect the line between yeah. a game I'm, they're releasing and I'm a game just, they're covering. I'm more confused about, like, how does it benefit either company? Because mm-hmm. IGN is in the business of promoting the hottest, newest games. Yeah. I mean, it gives traffic. IGN another revenue stream. I guess, I mean, but it's if, also... Like, if I'm an executive in a meeting at IGN, I say, people are going to all these old pages to see what the reviews of these games were. Yeah. What? And we're sending people to Amazon to buy the game? Yeah. Why don't we just send them to our own page to buy the game instead yeah. of that? Like, but, that that, but is, also that isn't Bundle. now how Humble yeah. Bundle works. They're an intermediary to other services. Mm. Yeah, But and I it, always thought, like, Humble Bundle, like... People just go nuts about that every month or so when mm-hmm. there's like a really good bundle, and it's like that. I didn't that, mention that, it this that, week that, for ethical reasons. Yeah, no, but I also think like that sells itself. Mm-hmm. Like, does it, it does. need that IGN? If, I don't know if maybe their met their well, maybe their IGN business has, model was unprofitable. Maybe IGN know. has different plans for it, yeah. and it's like it's something too. If you're a fan of Humble Bundle. This is not a thing on IGN, but mm. it's like this happens all the time. Anytime a company gets bought out like this, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay the same. Yeah. Like their new bosses True. and changes happen. EA is a great example of yeah. that. Like, so if I, IGN I don't can know. make there be more console bundles, I'm all for it. Because mm-hmm. anytime there's a console bundle, my ears burn. No, I, I'm still all about that PC shit because I know I'll have that forever. Well, hey, speaking of reviews, let's slide this one oh. in here. The Nintendo uh, review stuff, U.S. Gamer and friend of the show, Cat Bailey, JB. exposed that Nintendo of America is not being very sharing with reviews, and that's affecting the... It might affect upcoming reviews for their games. Yeah. So, apparently, after... One and a half big ones. Uh, after <laughs> Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga Remake leaked, thanks to some reviewer who got it, Nintendo of America is being... Oh, is that how they, they, they attributed it to a like, They knew who... Yeah, they're like, huh. when they saw the leaked copy, they're like, this is specifically from this copy. That is oh like... My God. That's cutting off your dick to spite your pinky. Like, yep. <laughs> nobody... I, w- I would not want to be that person. Not enough people Holy care shit. about a game... That is causing all this. This well, what I get from the U.S. Gamer tumult. article is that Nintendo of America felt like they had been giving them to too many non-traditional outlets that they had like so they really cut it off for YouTubers and influencers. Yeah. But they also i I am hearing rumblings from friends at traditional outlets who are like, I don't have Mario Odyssey yet. I don't have Fire uh, Fire and Emblem just, Warriors. They don't, but that Europe does and the, yeah well i can also speak from my own experience here the biggest pain in the ass is trying to ask nintendo of america who were always great to work with so i'm not complaining about them on a pr side but asking them for a game when i knew uk compatriots of mine were like oh i had it a week ago but just like nintendo of europe would usually give out copies earlier than nintendo of america was and and i feel bad for the nintendo of america pr people when i'd say like well europe already my friend in the uk has already got it they're like well, fuck, man. We were trying to control this thing, and Nintendo of Europe like messed it up for us. It's it's weird. It's all involved. It all involves Japan being run by a bunch of old men who don't like the internet mm. and don't like comments. I mean, they probably don't. They wish. I would bet they wish they could go back to a simpler time when when people yeah, flew to Seattle and played the game on Nintendo property and then left. Yeah, but it's that reflexive thing they keep doing of like. Remember, they just they like. No one can stream Nintendo games. All right, we heard you. You can stream games if you sign up for a Nintendo's a Nintendo Creators Program on YouTube. And they just said like anybody who uses the Creators Program can no longer stream Nintendo games. And, like so, the people who bent over backwards the most to get through your ar- your arbitrarily the draconian system, you punish the most. Yeah, it's a tacit agreement. They hate all. I, 
worked at a Japanese company, sometimes the feeling is that, like, well, we make games for Japan, and, like, they used to make money in America. We're not going to change the way we make games for America, and I think you're finally seeing that now with certain companies who can, like, mm. yeah, fuck that country. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nintendo... They're going to leak our game. Fuck them. Nintendo directs our action of, we don't need the press kind of thing. It's a similar deal. Or You're not like, wrong, Bethesda did it. I've been seeing for the longest time that Nintendo of America was like, well, no, we invited Time Magazine and CNN. We don't need you. Like you're you're nothing to us compared to Time. Is is the feeling I got? That's right. That's right. You're because your video game article will be the thing some fat businessman falls asleep to on a jet yes, plane yeah. when he's reading Time Magazine because he has nothing else. Like who reads? Because he doesn't want to pay four ninety nine for GoGo in flight for thirty minutes. So unfortunately, though, that seems like it's going to affect it. It may affect uh, your Mario Odyssey reviews and Fire Emblem Warriors reviews that are coming up. Like maybe, maybe some major outlets won't have a score on release day or on embargo day because they're like, no, we we didn't play this enough. Especially if Mario Odyssey is as big as it seems, which I like, they're gonna have a hard time getting it done at embargo. I'd say. I would say I think for the majority of people, uh, something like this as consumer advice is less interesting and less useful than, uh, like, I I want something that's more analytical, that Mm -hmm. kind of appraises this game that is interesting to read after I have inevitably bought and finished it. Because it's like, if you this is a Mario game, you are probably already going to buy it if you're going to buy it at all. Yeah, the consumer information we used to provide to websites and magazines, we have an entire team of people who handle that the way we like it. And Michael and I can both attest to that. Old school editorial is now in the hands of publishers. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is when we talk about the end of single player, like the end of reviews, like maybe they're not that important. There's something I think of major- a very small minority of the people on the internet freak the fuck out oh, about. I think they're still important. I think in the case of a Mario game, maybe they're not so I, important. Yeah, I just, I buy and play a lot of games and none of that is based on the review score. None of that is based on a preview. It's based on like what I end up reading about it from... I'm more with yeah. I'm more with Michael too. I'm like a post mortem means more to me than a game. Also because I'm not oh, no, no, counting does. the days until most games. And come the analytical out. view that anybody could do without advanced access to the game. But I'm just saying mm. there might not be a benefit from publishers anymore to give people reviews and like yeah. things might continue like normal. And maybe the IGN mm. humble bundle buyout isn't so much to like uh, uh, control game sales, but making up. <laughs> for the cost of running an editorial website that's yeah. a giant pain in the ass and takes a lot of time. That, that In my mind, and I know this isn't true because there's some good commenters out there, that people only complain about. People only complain and accuse IGN of like subterfuge and collusion and, and corruption for their tireless review process. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody's there's like... Yeah, it's taken us a long time to do reviews. What if we just sold games instead of talked about them? <laughs> uh, that seems nuts. Now, that also sounds like people are like, why do we employ all these video editors to make these video reviews? Why don't we just sell a game? Like, I don't. I, there'll still be a place for people like us, and that's why we don't exist in that system because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we can say what we want out of the uh, without outside of those confines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patreon is what yeah. I'm saying. Mm, Slash mm, mm. laser time and talking Simpsons. Happy. Mm. Well, before <laughs> Mario even comes out and we get those reviews, 
Uh, gamers all are already speed running the store demo that's available for this <laughs> that's game. That's fucking nuts. Which uh, it's only set to run, I think, for ten minutes, but people have been able to beat it in under five minutes. You see that kid, that, like the Best Buy, that just mm-hmm. like is lying down on the floor, like relaxed Jesus. as shit, just lying down in a Best Buy playing a, a Mario Odyssey kiosk, and I'm like, "There's a Mario Odyssey kiosk." Yeah, Woo! that kid off of it. Christmas play it. airport music. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in all other speedrun news, Super Metroid at this point is still not on uh, Games Done Quick's lineup for the first time ever. Uh, so really? the next Games Done Quick may not have it. And not, I didn't know this, but apparently it's actually a bit of a difficult game. And speedrunners don't like it because... There's not glitches. There's no glitches, there, yeah. You can't exploit a bunch of shit. Yeah, so the like... science is too tight. Well, the, the science is too tight as I rip my chain off after a rap about <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut. Very specific Mr. Show reference. Uh, but I think the, that game, yeah. playing that on the SNES Classic, yeah. that has been joyous. Yeah. That game holds up really well. And I have a feeling Awesome Games on Quick is always like, it's there to blow your mind with how fast you can finish the game you already yeah. know. You can't do that anymore. But you have, to, you have to know that game, like the back of your hand. Yeah. You can't make mistakes. Well, even, and, if, and, even if you're the best at it, you're going to shave off a couple of seconds. Yeah. So the rest of it is like, did you know this game you're supposed to be able to beat in eight hours? I can beat in 40 minutes. That's what's crazy about eight, eight AVGQ, yeah. and I, I don't know that Super Metroid has that anymore. How many times they've been around for a while? How many yeah, times can na- they do now it? Now they do a lot of races with it, which hmm. I, yeah. But even then, it's still like a high pressure situation where it's like you're like ha- having the fastest run requires never saving. So if you fuck up and you die, that's it. And wow. then the stream, you're right? And like it takes the, a long time. And the yeah. thing that everyone votes on is like, I mean, like people make donations and they do votes. Like, oh, do you save? Or do you let the animals die? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of cases, it never even comes to that because the streamer dies and they don't have a save, so <laughs> stream's over. That's, yeah, man, what a exactly. And, and just imagine being like, oh well, shit, I died, guys. We got to start the game over again. All yeah. right, just bear <laughs> with me. Bear with me, guys. Uh, uh, I, I bet I can do this in thirty minutes now instead uh-huh. of forty. <laughs> uh, that's it for the news. All right, well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's a horror movie you'd want to experience as a game? Uh, Hank, you weren't here last week. Is there one that you'd like to see? Uh, off the top of my head, I'll just say audition. Because be- <laughs> oh, Interesting. Yeah. You, oddly enough, you are not the only one to say audition. Oh, but okay. continue. Oh. Uh, that it would, for the first half, be a very what an asshole normal <laughs> dating uh, sim. A very normal dating sim for oh. half of it, and then turn into a body <laughs> horror film, and then a dog gets killed. <laughs> now that's a review I would read. So I was playing this dating sim, and all of a sudden. <laughs> My betrothed cut my head off and bound my feet. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. It is. <laughs> well, the the first responder in the forums was uh, Frankly Man, you brave soul, who said, Videodrome, I recently finished Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice and loved its depiction of shifting reality of the protagonist's state of mind. Mm. Something I would like to see more games explore deeply, and in the case of pure horror games, with increasingly horrific and dark results. Videodrome comes to mind set in a modern, relatively normal setting, but you can lean more heavily into the horror with mystery. The world and those around you somehow becoming more strange and abnormal, and of course, Cronenberg body horror. 
I think it would make a great mystery and even puzzle-style adventure game. Long live the new flesh. <laughs> and farewell I need to, see to this the movie. new flesh. Have you not seen Videodrome? I have. Oh, it's fantastic. But the the Cronenberg not sequel is Existence. Ah. Oh. And they say what what did he say? Long live the new flesh? Uh-huh. The tagline in Existence is farewell to the new flesh. Oh, oh and, and it's, we just had the new flesh for two movies. But if you didn't but if you didn't see both of them, they're both about obsessions with media and technology and existence takes that's very clearly into video games if you haven't seen that good sir who just said that that is sort of the reality that of is frankly games. man frankly man yeah. like see existence it's really fun uh aimbot master said my idea is based on two of the biggest things in 2017 it and player unknown battlegrounds well more like killer clowns from outer space but don't tell the marketers that 100 clowns start off in a flying clown car before parachuting into an uninhabited town. Customize your clown's look down to everything from their face makeup to their neon hair colors. Uh, there's acid squirt flowers, landmine whoopee cushions, blood balloon grenades, explosive cream pie mortars, cotton candy web guns, and popcorn rifles. It'll have all the kids sing. They all have fun down here. <laughs> uh, Doom Guy Jockstrap says, Event Horizon. It's one of my favorite horror movies ever, and I think a video game based on it would cause a torrent of people fear, a, a torrent of projectile fear vomit. Perhaps they could implement the chaos dimension into gameplay, forcing the player to travel back and forth between dimensions, ever increasing the pant shit o meter. Seeing as how Dead Space was heavily inspired by Event Horizon, I think there would be some similarities. Just thinking, just thinking about wandering the derelict spacecraft, trying to convince yourself that every weird noise you hear or shadow you catch in the corner of your eyes is a hallucination caused by the ship makes my skin do the heebie wibblies. Uh, uh, Polar Bear Blue said, "Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you for making my non-payday Fridays worthwhile. Also, thanks uh, to Chris for the game deal." You gave us uh, weeks ago when you told us we could have a Toad Amiibo was on sale at Target. I bought it so fast for $1.99, I didn't know I already had it. <laughs> um, uh, I was able to score it for $3. It is worth uh, it is worth the guacamole I couldn't get for lunch that day. Aww. Anyway, my answer, this is so good, is Cloverfield. Ooh. Why not, and this is me talking, if you're going to make a movie every 10 years in your series... I put a game in there every five or so. Sure, you can make whatever genre you want. Apparently, uh, and, and and Polar Bear Blue goes on. Well, I hadn't watched Ten Cloverfield Lane yet. Uh, I'm usually not a fan of horror because I don't have the courage to watch anything. I really enjoyed Cloverfield. I thought the movie was well done. Uh, thought it was more of a, a gory comedy than a horror uh, film for me. Nonetheless, I think that the right team and an excellent VR game can uh, be made from the movie. Uh, or a game that can be done in the same way as the Friday the 13th game where there is no winning, but your goal would be to use the resources of a decaying city to survive the longest. Actually, Ooh, there are many winning conditions of the Friday the 13th game. You can survive. You can kill Jason if you have the right. But uh, that is the default condition for is winning. Just is just to survive. Is to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to win, but, but to get away. But uh, yeah. By the way, with, with Cloverfield and Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. we mentioned both of those on a recent Laser Time about... Uh, the weirdest horror sequels. So we talked about Jason X, where they took the series of space. And yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane, which took a found footage movie and turned it into a almost like Resident Evil 7 style, like 
It, it Survival like horror. Twilight Zone. It, it is, it is really. the Jersey Girl of horror movies. <laughs> I really enjoyed it mainly because, like, Blair Witch Two. Well, oh no, I was talking about Cloverfield. Book of Shadows. I love Cloverfield. And Cloverfield Lane. Like, yeah, the, John Goodman is the greatest. And we, like, we talked about New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That will be the episode next week for patrons at yeah. Patreon.com/slash/LazerTime, an ad-free version of an Elm Street Nightmare, <laughs> and it's almost over, folks. Well, it's appropriate that you mention that because oh! Laser Time Rules said A Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. treated the same as a new Friday the 13th game. The basic premise can be similar to the NES game or the PC game, but the execution would be way better. Freddy put Springwood in another psychosis, and it's up to the only kids of Springwood to kill him and bring the town back to reality. In the waking world, Freddy possesses various objects and or people try to stop you and the game would have elements similar to Eternal Darkness where Freddy would be fucking with the player until the player ultimately succumbs to sleep. In the dream world, you'd have a set of dream powers, but Freddy would still reign supreme. I could do, probably should, a whole video essay about how those LJN technically Mm -hmm. awful Friday the 13th and Nightmare Elms do get... Tons of shit right about the series. Yeah. More so than most movie games I for mean, the NES. The one thing they do wrong is that they don't let you play as the character that you want to play as, which is the killer. But that's the thing, yeah. Dave. If I released Friday the 13th Part 7 yeah. and it was all starred Freddy, it wouldn't be the same fucking thing. Yeah. And, I mean... Yeah, but but what yeah. what is there? The Friday the 13th game, when I watch you play, because you know what you're doing with an NES game, <laughs> like it's crazy how authentic it is to the movie. Yeah. The Nightmare on Elm Street game... You can Not play with four players. Yeah. It's the closest thing to Dream Warriors, yeah. one of the best films ever in that series, <laughs> where you can gain powers and use them against Freddy, and you have to collect. Yeah, that. it's ten, I mean, it's, it's not executed I, well. I, I would I would totally buy on day one a a Nightmare on Elm Street game made in the same but, vein as Freddy uh, yeah. Friday Thirteenth. Oh, it was news we didn't mention. Yeah, what? Uh, oh. Dead by Daylight yeah. teased Freddy Krueger coming to Dead by Daylight. Ooh, all right, and I, I don't know that we'll stream that, but our buddy Lizzie Quavis, the co-host yeah. of An Elm Street Nightmare, is a giant Dead by Daylight fan yeah. and lost her fucking mind. I mean, I like it on PS4, it. but that he won't come to PS4 for a while. Until oh, you don't after. think so? No, because yeah, that game lags behind the PC version. Okay, by a lot. But uh, yeah, I I would love that idea. I just worry that it's like it is like the um, Green Lantern game situation where it's like. That ring is for you to imagine anything, mm-hmm. but you can only do, like, five things with that ring in that game. Like, you only have five different melee attacks, Where whereas, like, yeah, same thing with Freddy. It's like, you should be able to kill someone in, like, crazy different ways, and you only have, like, whatever the developer can make, yeah. which is a limited palette. I still think the best Jaws game, yes, Michael, is Jaws <laughs> Unleashed, but an effective Jaws game, you can't play as the shark. You yeah. can't play as the show. Well, no, it, Jaws Unleashed is not a horror game. It's, it's a bizarre uh, open world game that but actually J- has Jaws more in common with a British comic called Hookjaw <laughs> than with Jaws itself. <laughs> but, but but Jaws is, hey, get this, is this a hot take? A horror movie? Ja- mm-hmm. That's sure. what Jaws yes, is? Yes, absolutely. It just t- takes place in the stark daylight of a beach in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> it is a horror movie, though. Anyway, happy Halloween. Hmm. Uh, TG Diva says, Adam's family, but done wow. in the style of Tecmo's Deception, or an orcs must die for modern reference. Play as various members of the Adam's family Ooh. and set up traps to kill people after the Adam's family fortune. <laughs> the mansion itself already hosts a number of dangerous and unique areas to serve as different stages as hordes of intruders try to, try to steal the fortune and or eliminate the Adam's family members themselves. 
The characters could have various abilities or perks to make them play slightly differently from one another or perhaps just access to different types of trap technologies. Wednesday could fo- focus on electric Wednesday could focus on electrocution and decapitation uh, and maybe move a little quicker. I'm not sure about Pugsley, but he'd probably have a bit more health and I've seen images of him with a bat, so maybe he'd rely a little bit more on confronting instead of traps. Gomez and Morticia both both seem to be expert knife throwers and fencers. But Morticia could easily have a more charming or spider-based traps while Gomez could have Thing help him work multi-step traps that require an extra hand or just burn somebody with a cigar. Uh, someone else should be working at the finer points here. Hell, I'd settle for just being Wednesday defending the house home alone style. Or really any game where I could just be Wednesday Adams. <coughs> All good uh, ideas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do remember there was a, a weird like uh, dichotomy with Adams Family Games where like most of the ones you probably remember you're playing as Gomez, but then there was one for the TurboGrafx-16 hmm. where you're playing as like this guy who's trying to find the Adams Family treasures. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. I, everybody Bad should listen the to the Retronauts about Fester's Quest. <laughs> that was a really good one. Me, me and Chris with Bob Mackey. Amanda Bird said, I started listening to Game Apocalypse a little bit ago, and I have to say this episode was one of the funniest. Thank you, Johnny Walker. <laughs> a week before, Chris mentioned in the deals of the week that Gone Home was free on Xbox Live Gold deals. Now, I know this game has been out for a while, but I still hadn't had a chance to play it. I played almost the whole thing in one sitting, but since I'm a lame it made me sort of carsick after a little bit, and I had to pull up a kitchen chair and sit right in front of the TV since I couldn't read some of the letters from far away and wanted to read everything. Nevertheless, I really, really liked it. The one horror film I could see as a video game would be Shining, but in the style of Gone Home, found footage clue-finding mystery game. The Shining has always been my grandpa's favorite horror film, and ever since he showed it to me, it has been my favorite too. I'd love to ride around the halls of the Overlook Hotel on a big Mm -hmm. wheel, search through those rooms for clues and audio diaries of people who had stayed there, and race through that maze myself, all while running from Jack Nicholson listen the whole time i'm playing the game i guess i'd remember uh, i guess i probably have to take some dramamine first though just make sure you know how to retrace your steps backwards to trick your dad all good ideas uh i will add uh how about the shining force and get sega off its ass to revive that series i'm not gonna charge you I'm not going to charge you. You can earn loot box while I bash your brains. And Nathan Hill said, how about audition the game using the trauma center under the oh. knife engine? Of course, it must be. Uh, it must have the eating vomit out of a dog bowl uh. mini game. And with yep. every slice and scream, a Japanese schoolgirl can be heard giggling. A million seller for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, creepy. We have some video responses this week. The first being from Worth Nintendo. G'day, video. Oh, fuck. It's Konnichiwa. You're yeah. In, you're in. yeah, I am actually. On you can do. Oh, no. Konnichiwa oh, and G'day, video game apocalypse. Uh, Daniel with Nintendo with Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Fraioli, Ray Barnholtz, hetero yes. light. Wow! Oh! No, <laughs> Holy crap. And uh, I believe your question was, uh, what a horror movie do you want to see made into a game? Uh, Daniel, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go with what I said in um, the bonus time, Troll Hunter. Because um, I think that makes sort of a fun Monster Hunter sort of style game where sure. you're just hunting trolls in Norway, Same Norwegian. Time. I've been drinking. This is a bar. You should check it out. If you're <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> You? Uh, Jacob's Ladder. Wow! <laughs> I know that's 
Silent Hill 3, and to a lesser extent, Silent Hill 2 took a lot of inspiration from Jacob's Ladder. I want to see a straight-up Jacob's Ladder game where, like, you're a dude who's dead, but you don't know he's dead, and you live out your fantasies of the shit you didn't do. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Let's keep it pithy, because I think that's what they like. Don't, that's, there's Vegemite <laughs> in here. Don't drink that. Yeah. It's, did you say tits? Ugh, fuck. Right. It's horrible. <laughs> it's worse. We're all horrible, Daniel. Peace out. Thanks, guys. Wow. How'd you get Vegemite? Ugh. Oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, that's <laughs> like how it's separated. It's gross. Ugh. It's like a fucking Neapolitan ice cream. I know. Gross. Stop this. I'm not it's all spoilers. in your... I want to keep a hold of it till, um, what's his name, uh, Zan? <laughs> not all in Japan having that fun. Was, uh, how do you get Vegemite in Japan and why would you put it in alcohol? Well, it sounds like uh, perhaps the, the Aussie there brought it with them on their trip to With Japan. Nintendo, yes. Yeah. And uh, Cody Laveau, the Cajun Crippler, has uh, something to add as well. Hey, VGA, it's Cajun Crippler Cody Laveau. And as you can see, we're gearing up for Halloween here at Stately Laveau Manor. We got our lights up. It's nice and spooky, right? All right. A horror movie that I would love to see turned into a uh, horror video game, right? Three words for you. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not talking about the Atari, you know, when there's like five pixels. No, I'm talking about full-blown, modern-day, not Mortal Kombat, Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre. Picture this, all right? Um, You do it kind of like alien isolation, right? You have the whole Sawyer family up in the house you're trying to hide underneath the bed so they don't like squeal on you and call for Leatherface to come in uh, it's nice and quiet you're trying to tiptoe through the woods twig snaps what was that yeah. oh dude mm. so much potential there right so much fun ah now, one thing I also want to see come back to that game is the narrator, right? That guy uh, at the very beginning of the film, you know, the following events that you're about to see are based on a true story. They're here to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, that was actually John Larroquette from Night Court. What? That's right. Yeah, Paid that's marijuana. a fun fact. You can take that home with you. That's free. Um, another little fun fact the is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was filmed uh, just up the road from me. Wow. At uh, La Frontera in Round Rock, Texas. But the original house isn't there anymore. If you go up there, uh, what you're going to find is a Hooters. <laughs> so I guess you can get some wings. That's neat, I guess. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week, all right? Uh, later, Chris, Michael, Dave. Not fourth guest. I'm sure you're doing a great job. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Man, I remember that house being, like, in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> And how a Hooters is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, maybe they built it up. Maybe it's a... Uh, uh, you know, urban sprawl even affected the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That's why that you, those things can't be scary anymore. Mm. They're like, and it's a place with nothing in it. Like, well, everything's got houses now. Honestly, like, I, you could set it in a Hooters and I'd still probably watch mm. it. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> All right, what's the last one here? Uh, last one is from Dan Monroe. Dan Monroe. Question of the week. What horror movie would make a great video game? Well, the thing already has a game. It could be better, but it's got one, so I'm going to say Cube. Make it like a six-hour portal-type experience. You learn how to navigate these cubes. What is going on with him? Oh, he's in the bin. <laughs> You're in the garbage bin? That's what I've been hearing? Come on, he's got tortilla chips. 
Anyways, raccoons, am I right? <laughs> this is so weird. One. Yeah, so, uh, cube. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, Dan Monroe's uh, videos have featured more raccoons than have been in this podcast in the last 50 episodes. Yes. Almost <laughs> impossible. Was the raccoon in a uh, recent Laser yeah, Time 300? He was. Patterson, oh, my God. He came uh, out of retirement. Yeah. That was so cute, watching him eat those chips. Oh, that, that was adorable. Aww. Yeah. He's the only person allowed to eat on the air. Go, yeah, go catch that video at twitter.com, Dan underscore Monroe. All right, new question of the week suggested by Dave just now when you didn't hear him. Huh? Uh, <laughs> if you had infinite money, what developer that has been shuttered uh, would you revive and what would you have them work on? I guess in my case it would be Kojima Productions. <laughs> and uh, I would get them the, the the Konami one, not the Sony one, and get them to work on uh, the rest of Metal Gear Solid oh, Five. I, I th- You're gonna be angry when Resident or uh, Metal Gear Survive comes out, and it's a really good game. It's gonna be I'm bizarre sure. when Sony. I hope to, it will be. Has to hire yeah. Konami to get <laughs> Death Stranding out. They like, didn't hire Konami. They hired they're going to, to, they're gonna have to hire him to watch him. Like, look, there was you got him to release a game. Let's see what this is like. Well, uh, no, I mean the de- Gorilla Games is making that game. They're gonna finish it. Like, they, we, we'll see. We'll I can't see. remember a multi-year process where we see trailers and no gameplay. And yeah, that's true. Uh, well, uh, Metal Gear Solid Four, exactly. <laughs> Only Kojima games. My pick is uh, gonna be cheap because it is visceral. Like I, but what I want them to do is make. A new Dead Space that's a real Dead Space, not yeah. Dead Space 3. Like, Dead Space 3, 40% of it I really liked, but mm-hmm. then other parts I was like, you just completely no, lost I, the plot. Like, I have a ton Dead of Space pro- 2, I love Dead Space 2. I have a 2. ton of problems with Dead Space 2, but mm-hmm. like the overwhelming majority of my experience was perfect. Yeah. A good sequel to one of the greatest games of the last generation. And I would love to see them make, like I guess, a Dead Space 1.5 or 1.4. Mm. Like, that way, in, that way in between the experiences of... Uh, Dead Space and Dead Space 2 and I tell Mike it only makes single player that's all I want Uh, I'm going to say Bizarre Creations just because they made not only um, Geometry Wars the first two games are probably my like they're both in my top 10 all time favorite download only games Um, but they also made Blur which was a game that did not did, did not you say get... bizarre create. Oh, sorry, bizarre, that was mine. Right? Yeah, yeah, bizarre create. That oh. was that was totally mine. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. But let's they team also up. made 007 but, Bloodstone. But I'm I, yeah, I'm more of the they should do another Geometry Wars. But I I didn't play enough Blur, and that game also seemed really awesome. But and really cool. Project Gotham Racing. Yeah. is the best racing yeah. game ever made. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, and Activision bought them and kind of like put that series sideline that series forever. Yeah. Put them on car games. No, no, you got to license cars. We don't care about any yeah. of this shit. But like, it, like Blur is Mario Kart. Yeah. Whereas, uh, I mean, Project Gotham is like basically there's a through line. See, from... one new release this week we forgot was Gran Turismo Sport for PSVR. Oh mm-hmm. right, yeah. um, and, and PlayStation itself. Like, and it's those on games PS4. have remained legacy based and unplayable for fucking years. I mean, but yeah, and Project Gotham was the first one. Was like, no, no, people actually have to have fun yeah. when they do this. You and can't just be like jerking off over a car. Project Gotham <laughs> was the Microsoft exclusive racer mm-hmm. until Forza came around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, without... There was a room for two Yeah, us. without PGR, there would not Before be Forza. Before Forza, there was PGR, and it was... I don't want to say it's better than Forza, but it was it was really focused on an arcade experience with yeah. real cars and having you become a better driver yeah. in a really great way with mid-race milestones. Something every car game... You yeah. wouldn't launch a car game without... Unless you were Polyphony Digital. Mm-hmm. 
because um, they can do whatever they want, apparently. They have pictures of someone at Sony. This role was kind of a cheat, so I'm going to say a real, another one, a better one. Raven. I really miss Raven. Oh, my God. I forgot they were gone. I mean, yeah, technically, they, they still, they, there's still a company called they Raven, but they're, they're not really Raven. I, I remember they, so they were the foremost thinkers in the realm of dismemberment. Yeah, uh, they it, did. They did the Soldier of Fortune games. They did uh, Jedi Knight Two, which had the dismemberment code, <laughs> and then they did uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, which yep. was so much better than the movie it was based on. Yeah, the, those were great, and they also did the best of the Marvel RPGs, the X Men uh, and uh, Marvel uh, Ultimate oh, Alliance. Yeah. Like those, oh, yeah, those yeah, were yeah, great. Yeah. And the, and everybody loved. I didn't play uh, Synchronicity, whatever their hmm. shooter. Everybody love. Or that everybody oh, um, I know which one you're talking Schenectady. about. Schenectady. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Like, Schenectady, New York. Syndicate. No, 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 no. no. The one with the weird the time, time travel on the, the Russian island. Sheboygan. Uh. Well, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they they then became the call of a Call of Duty support house and. Yeah. Don't really exist anymore. And they made a pretty good Wolfenstein game as well. Oh, yeah. The yeah. 2009 Wolfenstein. Singularity. Singularity, uh, yes. Thank you. The audience can stop yelling at Schenectady. us. Schenectady. <laughs> <laughs> that was a critic joke. Listen yeah. to Talking Critic on Patreon.com. Uh, yes. If you had infinite money, what development studio would you bring back and what would you have them work on let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums i know it's a hell of spammers right now but the first brave soul to start yep. the thread by asking and answering that question gets read first on next week's show if for no other reason than to stick with tradition alternately you can answer in the comments on vigigameapocalypse.com under the post for episode 236 or go join the Facebook Laser Time community and answer the question of the week there. Yes. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go up with some plugs for God's sake. Hank, you're the guest. What do you got? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. It's where I share a lot of uh, video game opinions too. Not How do you just pronounce that? Henerig? Henerig. Uh, Henerig. And uh, also, you know, obviously, Talking Simpsons, the weekly podcast I do with Chris Antista and Bob Mackey, where we go through every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning. We just had a visit to the Stonecutters in one of the classic episodes. And uh, you can listen to me and Michael talk about uh, The Critic all the time on exclusively patreon.com slash talking simpsons where for just five dollars a month you get access to that and early episodes a million other things too many to list so patreon.com slash talking simpsons biggity biggity balls is it my turn yes yes the elm street nightmare a show many of you don't care about but you should <laughs> there's a, a nifty little promo hopefully in this episode uh me and lizzie cuevas talking about every single nightmare in elm street film in order it's a lot more fun than I just made that sound. I swear to Christ. Uh, but there's that and uh, patreon.com slash laser time. You can get that in advance in addition to a full-length video commentary with me and Lizzie talking about Freddy's Nightmare's first episode, No More Mr. Nice Guy. The, oh my God, I remember that show. The late, great Toby Hooper directed, directed the first episode of that show, which is wow. all, it, which is normally a Twilight Zone hosted by Freddy Krueger, but the first episode is about Freddy Krueger. Hmm. And I didn't know where I... 
I saw the townspeople burn them up. If you watch the movies, you never see that unless you've seen that show, oh. and it's pretty terrible. Hey, kids, I'm dead, but I've got a job as a <laughs> horror host now. This yeah. is much better than Friday the 13th they, the series. Yeah. They don't show his face for most of the time. It doesn't make a whole hmm. lot of sense, oh, but yeah. it's really important for the lore. Not working and, on IT budget, mm. bitch. And we, all, we also <laughs> I have... I can't even say bitch, bitch. <laughs> we also have a, a movie commentary yeah. for Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Dave, Matt, Lizzie, and myself. Uh, yeah. They're live, which you can get on as a patron, and... Uh, we just celebrated our 300th episode. Yes. Dave, oh, hats off to Dave. You. Big applause to Dave because I was uh, sick yes. as fuck and I didn't do no, shit. No, 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 no. Uh, I said, let's push it off a week. You said no and handled everything. And uh, we had a, a fun-filled, yeah. a, a ridiculously stupid 300th episode. And, yeah, plenty of uh, old voices you may not have heard yes. in a while, which are good to hear. <laughs> And uh, people at this table uh, chipped in their exactly. voices, and uh, some raccoon that's been scurrying around also yeah, yeah. said something. Fuck that guy. So we yeah. have we have that. We have a brand new 1080p version of the Robert Locia Minute Maid commercial yeah. uploaded oh, to YouTube. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, if we're talking about Laser Time Legends, alongside Robert Locia is Shit Steve. Shit Steve. Who was on bonus time this week. A mythic person who I've talked about many stories with, and uh, he got a little too high. <laughs> I, but but he, I, you guys still had the best stories. And yeah, he like I, I, I thought he was the crazy one. He made me seem insane. Like, I yeah. forgot about all that shit. And like, you did this! <laughs> you started off, goddammit! You're fucking... Fuck mm. you, Steve. And I know you don't listen. <laughs> shit, Steve. You deserve your name. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted him to remind me of more shit, and he didn't. But uh, mm. it's still a good episode over there, and it's all there. And that and, uh, 30 2010 bonus show, yeah. advanced Elm Street Nightmare episodes, uh, commentaries out the wazoo. And if you want commentaries and don't want to be a patron, lasertime.bandcamp.com. Yeah. We have a dickload of Halloween commentaries, including yeah. Henry on an Evil Dead commentary, yeah. uh, Dan Amrick on a Ghostbusters commentary, yeah. Beetlejuice, uh... Shin Godzilla, part five. Um, yeah. Friday Thirteenth Part Five, Friday Part Two. two. Yeah. Uh, it's all over there, and you can get it a la carte. And the Nightmare on Elm Street one's just a buck. Yeah. Can I, um, can I just cool. throw out that I would totally play and buy over and over again a Shin uh, Megazilla Tensei series. Oh. Shin Megazilla. I thought you were going to say shit Godzilla, like shit Steve, but Godzilla. Uh. That was news. I don't have the address for it, but. Atlas put out a free-to-play oh, yeah. Metroidvania yeah. of Shin Megami Tensei. Shit. Yeah, I saw like a trailer for that, and it was like being advertised. Oh, this is a fake game that they just cooked up for this trailer. Fake like, game. no, it's real. But is it out in the U.S. yet? Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. We might be streaming it. Wow. YouTube.com slash LazerTime, along with South Park, the Fractured, fractured But Whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will also have, might have a Nightmare on Elm Street video, and even if I don't, we beat the fucking NES game. Yeah. I really hope that both of those videos are ready by Friday so I can append them to the article Ooh. for this episode on VigiGameApocalypse.com. We don't normally stream Friday, so they'd be done <laughs> but by then. With, with this current release climate where everything comes out on Fridays nowadays. Right. Yeah, what's nice. going on? With that? Yeah. What's going on? And remember, Dave wrote a ranked every Punch-Out boxer. Yes. It's really funny. Uh, fucking Matt ranked every season one TGIF <laughs> sitcom. Yeah. Any sitcom that lasted only one season. Yeah. The worst and of the worst we have, of television. This weekend is the 25th anniversary of Wario. Because mm-hmm. he debuted in Super Mario Brothers. Super, Super Mario, Mario Land, Land 2. Two. Six Golden Six Coins. Golden coins. Mm. And Obey we, me. We, Wario. Yes. Destroy mm-hmm. Mario. Oh, uh, we we have an article about the weirdest elements of that game, and we have a great comic that shows how weird Wario was. Thank you so much, Greg. God yeah. damn it. Wow. All right. Well, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and me personally at Wikiparas. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
getting into his late 20s now. Mm. Oh, well. Got to cut it off like, then. His coke breaks at Tempest like a like home months ago. It was like, this is egregious. Yeah, and we you're didn't both invite le- any of us. Yes, you're both leaving for like such a long time, and it's <laughs> this is Tempest where it's hard to save any of a table. And, it's like, and he has good coke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> don't use that as a secret. <laughs> or do. Oh, I don't yeah. care. I just, need to get the word out about this his name out. I, I'm okay with it. All right. Spend, send me a $5 patrons can do coke with me. Uh, <laughs> but you have to supply the coke because yes. $5 won't buy shit. And the travel mm-hmm. and expenses. <laughs> you can't stay here, but we'll stay up all night talking. <laughs> and, mm. and the murdered lives mm. that Narcos taught us each uh, dose of coke. Which DVD Toss would you Bob cut the line with? More brazen by the day. <laughs> cut the line with. I guess it would be an old Looney Tunes one, right? Uh, no, we did have an interesting one for that. I forgot what it was. Because uh, you should use a mirror. Scarface, bro. Got to cut your you blow with Scarface. Is, is there just like a movie called Mirror on DVD that you could cut that oh, on? Maybe with a copy of Blade? Jim Henson's Mirror Mask? <laughs> <laughs> I, can cut it, I can cut it with my subcard. <laughs> uh, 